DefNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Thank you guys for being here. Today is, oh shit, I don't even know, Thursday, April 20th, 2023. And this is episode number 644. Wow, 644 times we've sat down and done something like this. Kind of like this, either like yesterday or like this or over there or uh, other places and it's been a ride hey homer astros fan thank you for the 100 bits right off the rip look at you i missed a lot of that yesterday i missed your uh, hype trains i missed the uh um uh bits and resubs i'm gonna get to all those i owe you a lot i gotta make up for it so we're gonna get to it i promise uh but i have i hope you enjoy yesterday it was kind of a it was a uh a Indy on deck on Barry on deck on the patio, which I know Trey's going to be like, hey, wait a damn minute. Uh, I'm digging that. I'm I'm really kind of liking those shows. I know that the numbers don't bear out uh, like that. It's a popular thing, but that's OK. So I, you know, I mean, look, I enjoy it. I think that the core group of you enjoy it. And, you know, do is it the best day for the show? Uh, numbers wise, no interaction wise, no, but I think it's fun to switch it up every once in a while. So, um, I really do enjoy it and I hope that it's something that you guys enjoy too, especially when we can get a guest out there and, uh, yeah, do it, do the thing. So, um, you know, shout out to my boy, Indy Kalu, man, that dude was a staple in Houston sports talk radio for 12 years. He was on air in this town and that's nothing to sneeze at. Plus the fact that he played here. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 you know, it, it was a, uh, so yeah, I appreciate him taking the time to do that too. That's a busy man with a lot of shit going on. He didn't have to come up here and do that, but he did. And I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that's my dude. So thank you to Indy Kalu for joining me. Loved his insight, uh, on a lot of that stuff. A lot of stuff maybe you didn't know about. Uh, I thought some of the stuff that he shared with us, uh, was really cool. Like, you know, the the getting hurt during practice, they just move the drills up. It's amazing to me. Uh, but, yeah, really cool. If you didn't get a chance to watch it yesterday, uh, go back and watch the replay. It's up on Twitch, and you'll be good to go. All right. Uh, other than that, Jim, thank you, buddy. Thank you for the 69. I like it. Uh, just cut off early and shit. Uh, I do agree, though. Variety is good, you know? Sometimes you do stuff just because you want to do it, and you say, damn the numbers. And that's uh, that's kind of what we do. What the hell did I just do? What on earth did I just do? Oh, I don't know. Something just happened. That was weird. I accidentally clicked on the wrong shit, and things went crazy. 
Uh, but we do have a lot to get to today. We haven't, uh, last week we didn't get uh, our boy Joel Blake to join the show uh, because he was on vacay. So uh, we're going to have Joel today. I confirmed with him this morning. Uh, he will be here to talk some NBA basketball. These playoffs have been hot and heavy. Tons of headlines and storylines and We'll probably talk some on our own, but I'm going to save the vast majority, excuse, excuse me, of basketball talk for when Joel Blank gets here at 4:15 today. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of shit to get to. So let's get to the shout. If you're new to the program and you don't know what that is, that is the shout out to the chat, not the past tense of shit. That is when we say hello. <clears throat> excuse me to the people. All my shit's just going down over here. It's like a like a two dollar whore. And yeah, I saw your post, Reyes. No tech problems. Praise Jeebus, right? <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. No tech problems. Um, so that's good. Uh, but um, what? Uh, where was it? Oh, uh, let's do this. So we got two pages. And we're di- getting in early. I started early. Uh, started the stream, the countdown at 2.02, which was pretty impressive for me. And uh, yeah, so we're getting in early. And I know there's still some stragglers who are watching another show. So uh, we'll give some folks some time to get in. But in the meantime, actually, let me do a couple things. We're going to do a shout out to the chat. And uh, and then I'll get to all of the thank yous from yesterday that I didn't get to get to. So I first person in today was... Uh, Chris Reyes at 102. Magic 102. Remember Magic 102? Okay. Uh, Alan Denson is here. He got in early at 122. DJ Maddie showed up. It's 420. Puff, puff, give, muff, uh, at 149. And uh, there you go. Then we started the show. Alex Villanueva. Jeff Bell got in early. And then Chris Reyes. What did he say? Oh, so early today. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and then there was a bunch of arguing in the chat and then crystal showed up. Crystal was in early. She said first, that's actually might be the closest crystals ever came to getting first. To be honest with you, crystal was in early Matthew, uh, LOL. Um, happy 420 to you, buddy. And I refunded your request cause I, I didn't see it. Uh, but I saw your raid request and since we didn't get to do it, we didn't raid. I just shut down. Uh, I refunded your request, so you should have that. Flip is in early. Who else? Uh, oh, there she goes. My sweet, sweet Donna got here early. Uh, I got Flip. Steve with the weather guy. What's up? Happy 420 to you as well. He said to those that celebrate. What's up, SVG? Good to see you, my brother. I was watching too much Stephen A. Smith this morning. My brother, listen. Now, you know, I will be derelict in my duties. Like, he's like, okay, Steven, you sometimes he goes into a he's got like these different personas. And you can always tell when Stephen A. Smith is going to start screaming um, or or he's going to like, well, I shouldn't say start screaming. He's always screaming. And I got nothing wrong with that. I'm a screamer, my damn self. Um, but I, I, uh. You always know when it's going to be like this kind of contrived rant. Because like I was listening this morning while I was doing some work. And uh, I see, he starts off his takes like this. They'll be like, uh, you know, Dylan Brooks and LeBron James and blah, 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 blah. And he'll be like, Brian Windhorse, I'm disappointed in you, my brother. Brian Windhorse, when you come on this show. 
I almost always agree with you. This is not one of those times. And then he just sits there. It's like, okay, he's building up to start screaming. I like it better when he just starts screaming. Like, don't try to have this dramatic build, Stephen A. It's whatever. Well, no, I don't know how. All I see is negative uh, comments about Stephen A. And whether people like him or don't like him, but... The man just makes money hand over fist for ESPN and himself. So keep doing what you're doing, player. Uh, but I see my sweet, sweet Donna is here. Potch got in. What's up, homie? Good to see you. Uh, I mentioned Christopher Reyes and Alex and Homo Astros fan is here. And thank you for the 100 biddies, buddy. Um, Alan Denson, since it's just us, I want to say thank you. You treated me and Catherine so wonderful in the watch party. Um, That was not just us. But. That was like to the whole chat, but okay. And you posted that already. Were you drunk the last time? You posted it like two days ago. And you're like, since it's just us. I was like, it is now. That was then. That also, you could just message me on Discord without putting your business out in the chat, Alan. Alan's day drunk, you guys. Um, In these socials. Yeah, I don't know what his socials are, to be honest with you. So I, I, I'm not really sure. But good to see you, Jim, on sports. Thank you for being here as well. Um, Who else? Hey, what's up, AJB? AJ Bryan in the building. What's up? Super Falcons fan. Jim on sports. I got Steve the weather guy. I got John Dory. How are you, buddy? Thank you for being here. Hey, what's up, Barry Q girl? Thank you for popping in as well. CC. Uh, Alex, she said, Alex, let's just say, what was Alex's question? CZ, how was it? Oh, gotcha. Uh, Flip said, day drunk and he's feeling violent. Oh, is he? Is he? Is he? Uh, oh, he said, I wish, but that's a good idea. Well, there you go, buddy. I've never known uh, you to not to let anything stop you from your... But whatever. Yeah, hey, yo, what's up, Mark G? Good to see you, buddy. Matthew, LOL, thanks for the refund request. Um, and again, if that's fine, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's totally up to you. You do do that. It's your points. I just wanted to make sure you got them. Uh, Barry, I know this is early, but if you could uh, raid a Che all day at the end of the stream, that'd be great. His grandma just passed and he needs support right now. It would be wonderful if you could do that. Thanks. Got it. Dunskies. Um, let me copy and paste that name because, because I'll screw it up. But we got our raid for the day, so that's good. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, mission accomplished. So, yeah, that's Dunskies. Uh, what's up, Uriel Villanueva? Good to see you as well. Okay, that's it. That's the pleasantries. We've got three pages of folks. We've got a lot to discuss. Let's get to it. By the way, um, something that I thought was pretty cute I guess you could say that. I don't know. But um, every once in a while, uh, I will uh, put on. So uh, back in the day, <clears throat> Oliver used to like to uh, get up here. Like before we got Spencer, Oliver would always hang out with me during the day. Always. He'd be in here. You know, I mean, hell, when we did the show the first time, he was asleep in that chair right there. But he was, you know, he was always in here laying on the lay on my keyboard while I was trying to work or whatever. And, um, close that. 
one thing I learned is that he loves these videos on YouTube. They're for cats. They literally, someone makes videos for cats. All it is is they take bird seed, they put it out on the table, and these birds come flocking in to eat. And he just watches it because it's got like the, the bird noises the whole time. It's just like, and like, like they'll land and they'll start pecking the food and they'll fly away again and shit. And he's like, and he doesn't know where the hell the birds went or where they're coming from or any of that shit. Uh, so I, he, I figured out that he loved cat videos. Well, he loved videos of birds, but they're for cats. Uh, so I would play those for him. And now that we have Spencer, um, yeah, he doesn't get into it as much, but Nora had the good idea. She was like, you know, sometimes you should just put a video on the TV of the uh, for the cats to watch. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. Uh, so I had done it a while back, but then I did it again today. And uh, is, I just I got to share it. I thought this was super cute. This is this is the boys uh, hanging out watching TV. Look, look at them. Look at them fools. Uh, you can't really see it. Hold on. No, you can't really see it. But that's them watching TV as birds fly in and out. Posh said I play music for the dogs when I leave. Oh, that's cool, too. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, dude, those videos make a shit ton of money. Uh, Uzi. Uzi said that they probably make a bunch of money on YouTube. Yeah, because it's just, it's playtime. I mean, it's an eight-hour video. So you think somebody's like, oh, I'm going to spend eight hours at work. I'm just going to put on an eight-hour video of, of birds eating seeds for my cats. You know how much money you make on that? Holy shit, it's genius. It is absolutely genius. Mark G said, studies show dogs enjoy reggae. I don't know if I believe that. Uh, I think you just made that up as a 420 fact. Uh, that's just me, though. Pacha said, mine like emo music. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, I've seen Pacha's dogs. They look like cutters. Uh, which genre do they like? Nice. Barry, you should do a ticker talker with the cats like the young folks do. No. No, thank you. No, thanks. Um, I miss. Okay. I think that was it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. Clyde is for sure into some chemical romance. Yeah. Oh, you got a dog named Clyde. We had a dog named Clyde. Is it? It's not a Lhasa Apsa, is it? Lasa ops, isn't that how you say it? Lasa ops, oh, yeah, whatever. Back to the headlines, damn it. Let's go. Where are we at? All right, here's sports headlines for the day. Madison Bumgarner was designated for assignment by the Arizona Diamondbacks. At one point, the discussion was Clayton Kershaw or Madison Bumgarner. Who would you rather have, especially in the postseason? And it wasn't even close in the postseason. And, and Bumgarner was, it was him and Kershaw were just the studs of the NL uh, studs of baseball and really studs of the NL West. But my, how the mighty have fallen, at least in the case of Madison Bumgarner. Dude has been designated for assignment, which means, one, he's out of a job. His ERA had ballooned to above 10. But also that means Arizona's on the hook for like 30-something million dollars in salary for the guy. Yeesh. And he's due all of it, so... Yeah, Clyde was an orangutan. Clyde was an orangutan in, uh, was it Any Which Way But Loose? Every Which Way But Loose? I think that was the sequel. I think the first one was Every Which Way But Loose, and then Any Which Way But Loose. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, no, Alex, bumming the bullpen for someone. No. 
I don't, I don't, I mean, dude, he just, um, he doesn't, he just doesn't have it anymore. I haven't looked at a velo chart yet, but I'd be interested to see like what his velo chart is as well. When, oh my God, let's go. Let's go. Yo, welcome in Raiders, the Raiders. Yo, my new Shopmaster coming in with the raid. Welcome in, Raiders. Welcome in. Uh, thank you for being here. Shopmaster, what's up, homie? Much love, my friend. Much appreciated. Thank you for the raid. Thank you for being here. Uh, this is Barry on deck. Welcome in, Raiders. I'm your host, Barry Labanac. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show and have no idea, like who, like you're looking at me thinking, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, my name is Barry Labanac. I spent seven years on ESPN Radio here in Houston, Texas. Uh, also had a two or three years where I hosted a TV show called a Houston Sports Show uh, here in Houston as well. I'm a nationally touring stand-up comedian. And uh, ever since I left ESPN Radio, I've been doing this show. We talk sports. We talk shit. Um, we talk non-sports. It's all about fun and having a good time and keeping you busy and entertained during the day. Whether so that uh, whatever it is you do, uh, whether you drive a truck or babysit kids, I mean, you should probably pay attention during both of those activities. But you know, if you're not, if you don't want to, then uh, yeah, if you want to just ignore kids or the road, don't, no, don't, I'm not condoning that. And definitely don't drink along with me if you do those. By the way, we do drink a little bit on this show. So definitely, definitely no drinking. Uh, with when when if you're babysitting kids or driving a truck, I got uh, I got a little bit of four roses left, but I'm not gonna shoot the four roses. Uh, yeah, but I don't have any. I'm like I'm running out of alcohol. That's how much we drink. It's not a huge soccer show, Sean. Shut up. And that was a lot of shushes, which I just should have said shush. But shush, soccer show, Sean. Can't believe I got it all out. Shopmaster, how was the stream, buddy? Uh, can we get a, sh a shout out in the chat for Shopmaster as well, please? Uh, there you go. Thank you to whoever did that. Much appreciated. What were you talking about, homie? Uh, what was on the agenda for today? Uh, curious to see how the stream went. Let me know, please, sir. Uh, in the meantime, we're doing sports headlines. So you guys are just in time uh, for the goings on. Oh, it was good. Some PGA Tour. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, I'm curious. You know, in Madden... When you play Madden, doesn't it like uh, link like okay if uh, if this player is injured or the rosters are up to date? It's all like you know linked together. So is Tiger in the uh, uh, on the DL getting uh, ankle surgery in the game? Is that or, or can you still play with him? I think that'd be interesting if they did that. I think that'd be interesting. It's like oh no, Tiger's in court, being sued by a Waffle House waitress. He's not available to play this week. I'm like damn it. Uh, good question, Shopmaster. Shopmaster had a question. Hey, what's up, McLovin? Uh, thanks for being here, buddy. Uh, hi, Raiders. Beer likes long walks on the beach and playing with his lawn. Okay, only one of those is true, but I won't say which. That's a good question, Shopmaster. Is this a must win for Sacramento or the Warriors? Uh, well, based on the way it's, I think it's actually a pretty simple answer. Good question, but pretty simple answer. I think it's a must win for the Warriors. And and the reason it's a must win for the Warriors, you're down 0-2. You're not a good road team. And if you go down 3-0, 
even if you win two games at home, you still have to go on the road and win another one uh, or two more. Excuse me. So I think you got to take advantage of home court where you're supposed to be better, and you've proven that all year. But then I think too, um, you got to figure out how you're going to go on the road and steal one. And now they're going to be without Draymond Green, as you guys know, he's been suspended for one game, and. I, one when my when my boy um when my boy Joe Blank joins me at four fifteen today. By the way, for those of you that came in on the raid aren't aren't, aren't familiar with the show or Joe Blank, so Joel and I used to be on air together here in Houston on ESPN Radio. He still is on air over there at ESPN, uh, but he spent twenty three years in Houston Rockets organization and another four in the Portland Trailblazers organization. So as far as guys that know the NBA, and you know it's a good. Good source to have discussions with. Joel's one of the best in the biz. So we'll be talking a lot of NBA at 415. So if you're a big NBA head, definitely come back for that. And I'll I'll ask him the same question, uh, Shopmaster, and see what he says. But I don't I, I think that, you know, whether you agree or disagree with the suspension of Draymond, because I've seen people saying both. I don't think that that matters at this point. What matters is they're without him. And Kaminga's the guy that's going to have to step up now. Can he? Will he? That remains to be seen. This isn't the first time that they've had to deal with adversity with Draymond. Um, but this is a different Warriors team. This isn't even the same team that we watched last year. And going into the playoffs, Joel talked about it. I talked about it. But Joel's point was, look, this is a scary team. And there's nothing they haven't seen. There's no controversy. Yeah. No, there's nothing. There's nothing you can throw at them in the playoffs that they haven't had to deal with, including Draymond getting suspended. Yeah. But the problem is, the problem is, oh, these are all just rolling in all of a sudden. The problem is when it comes to the Warriors is for whatever unexplicable reason, they are just ass on the road. Absolute trash. And it showed in Sacramento. Mike Brown is, by yeah. the way, your coach of the year. Uh, in the NBA, and rightfully so. I, I totally deserved it. Um, but, hey, look at this. We got a hype train going? Oh, snap. <laughs> but I will say this, just to, re, you know, to put a, to you know, just wrap it up real quick, uh, and then we'll visit it again. I This is a different Warriors team, but I, I thought that uh, Golden State could steal one on the road. It doesn't matter whether they do it now or at the end. Just they have to get one. And I think they're capable of it. Um, But you can't go down 0-3 to this team. I just, that the way the Warriors play, they beat them at their own game a lot. And, and, and they talked about that with Mike Brown and how, he, you know, he was a part of that organization. And he knows the frantic pace that they play at is how the Warriors used to play. They're a little older now. They don't play like that. But they're kind of beating them at their own game. And it's tough, man. I... The Sacramento team believes in itself. Uh, Darren Fox isn't scared of anybody. This is, I think it's a must win for them, man. I think I think that they the, the Warriors have to win this game. They they cannot go down 0-3. Uh, Shotmatter said, I agree they are ass on the road, but if the Warriors dog walk Sacramento both games at home, I just uh, I trust the Warriors to win one on the road. Mm. I mean, dude, they only won. What was their record on the road? Didn't they win like 10 games or some shit, which, by the way, is almost as many games as, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, the Rockets won all year. But I digress, okay? Be a hater. 
Warriors won. Their road record was 11 and 30. So they played 41 games on the road. So they were winning about one out of every four. That's about what they would have, right? They're going to play four road games. So you think they could win one out of four. Playoffs are a whole different scenario, though. Which, by the way, they've also banned cowbells. Uh, from So Sacramento fans on the road can't play cowbells. All right, let's get to this hype trade real quick, man. You guys are the freaking best. I love you guys so much, man. Thank you. I owe so many shout outs and thank yous, man. Let's do them all real fast. Joe Blank, thank you for the 69. Joe Blank, Jesus Christ. Joe Hernandez, thank you for the 69 bits. I promise I haven't been drinking. Um, but I just have my rundown over here, too. Joe, thank you for the 69 bits, buddy. DJ Maddie, thank you for the 50 bits, my friend. Alan Benson with 10 bitty bitties, thank you. Uh, Memesters resubscribed for 14 months. Mimi, thank you for resubscribing, sweetie. Same thing with Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate is now in on 14 months of subscriptions on this little raggedy-ass show. I appreciate you, buddy. DJ Maddie resubscribed with his prime subscription for 13 months. Thank you, buddy. Cisco! I'll suck a suck it now. Cisco has resubscribed for 13 months. Uh, Jim on Sports, thank you for the 69 bits. Homo Astros fan, thank you for the 100 bits. And uh, let's see, that takes care of today. Yesterday I missed it because we were doing uh, the patio show with Indy Kalu. And um, yeah, and by the way, if you came in on the raids, yeah, your boy comes out and goes, gets athletes every once in a while. My, my buddy Indy Kalu, former Texan Eagle and Redskin, uh, did sports talk here as well. So yeah. Hey, Steven the Weather Guy, thank you for the follow. Thought you were already doing that but uh, maybe he hit unfollow on accident um but i love you though thank you we are in level two of the high train that's what up. but yesterday jim on sports thank you for resubscribing for 12 months much appreciated keith sager resub for 14 months yesterday <sighs> rascal 980 follow thank you rascal for that uh homo astros fan with 100 bits yesterday i appreciate you jen's in 100 bits yesterday and tried to talk me out of not wearing an adult diaper on the show it's gonna happen Okay, it's definitely going to happen. Um, I said I would do it and I'm going to do it. I'm going to get an adult diaper. I'm going to piss my pants live on air and see if the diaper holds up. We're going to do that at some point. Truck driver Pookie, thank you for the one bit. And he followed it with zero, 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 zero with a space in between. Nice. Uh, Real Real Lisa yesterday. Thank you for the 200 bits, sweetie. Joe Hernandez with 100 bits yesterday. I missed, buddy. I'm sorry. Donna resubscribed for 13 months yesterday. Much appreciated. Hashtag free Reyes. Kiss my ass, but I love you, buddy. Thank you for resubscribing 13 months. That's dope. Uh, Perksy followed. Oh, that was seven days ago. That's how long it's been. And uh, it's been seven days since we've done a studio show. I call this the studio. It's an office. But it's the studio, which I still, I want to redo all this. I need to bring my bar in. I'm going to put a bar right here, the the whiskey barrel where we did the Barry on Deck whiskey selection. That's going to go over here where that chair normally goes. I'm going to light up the background and put some shit. I just need to find time and make it happen. But, man, thank you guys so much. Yesterday we had a hype train. Today we had a hype train. I appreciate you guys. Y'all the best. I love you, deckheads. Let me, uh, I don't know what to shoot. I don't really have. 
I guess I'm going to shoot this Bacardi. Bacardi and lime with the Diet Coke. Oh. So good. But, um, I mean, it's not the most manliest shot in the world, I'll admit. It's still dangerous, though, because it's an easy shot. And you don't really need a chaser shooting Bacardi line. <clears throat> Again, the, like, I, I love... I like I like mixed drinks like the, like take this with some Diet Coke, uh, but it's got to have the lime that makes it better. But it does make you feel like you're cheating when you shoot it because it's super smooth. So uh, I just want to say though, man, thank you guys for the hype train. Love you, appreciate you, and cheers to you. And uh, you know what? Cheers to uh, Shopmaster for the raid as well, homie. Appreciate you sharing your community with me and uh, hanging out with us, man. Much love. Cheers, you guys. Mm. Almost, <clears throat> almost spilled it all down me and shit. My bad. All right. Let's see. It always looks nice, but I get changing it up uh, a little is good too. The Laminac Studios, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, I like the look, the vibe of the dark background and then lit up and the kind of, there's some <clears throat> separation, but yeah, I want to, I want to switch it up a little bit. I want to make it look more like a studio. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this, if, if I'm, I'm going to be taken serious as a talk show, one, I've got to stop showing titties. <clears throat> Two, I mean, if we're going to make a list, I'm going to be here a while, honestly. If we're going to make a list of all the things I have to stop doing to be taken serious as a sports talk and entertainment show, uh, I, let's make the list. All right. You can't, no more drinking. Uh, no more showing titty or butthole, uh, when you get a level five hype trade, um, leave your shirt on, um, what else? No screaming, stop cursing. Um, I don't know. No ranting, no film sessions. I feel like all that would be detrimental to, to people taking the show serious. Get the fuck is going on with this thing? No spazzing out like I just did right there. You can't just freak out for no reason. <laughs> Alex Villanueva said, just cancel the stream. Boo. Yeah, Nasty Nate said, more cat butthole. Okay. And that's that's fair enough. It's fair enough. Uh, Rob said, digging the shirt. Yeah. No pissing yourself. I mean, yeah, that's probably not good. You probably, uh, you probably don't want to, you know, I mean, that's probably something I would have done on ESPN radio, honestly, had it came up. I mean, I snorted chocolate live on air, which was awful. Ugh, that was so bad. Um, powdered chocolate thing. But yeah, I would, I would have probably uh, peed in an adult diaper live on air in the past. So I would do it here, you know. Anything for the views. Uh, Jim on Sports says, stop tempting me to put on the program director hat and make a list. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Jim watches this show and he's like, God, look at all of these violations of a legitimate show. I get it. I'm seven years in the business myself. I understand. But I think that's what makes this unique. Plus, you can't show your titties on the radio. Well, you can't even say titties on the radio. You can't. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to use nicknames for genitalia. Did you guys know that? Did you know you you can't? I had to explain this to uh, when when um, 
when we did the roast of Houston sports, we did the Isaiah factor the night before. And, um, we, uh, I had to explain to the comics. They were like, can you say dick? I was like, yes and no. They're like, huh? <clears throat> like, yeah, you can't say, you can't say like, you can't say suck my dick. Like you can't say like, you can't, you can't use a, um, not a nickname. But you can't use a slang term for genitalia on the radio. You can't. You can't say titties. You can't say boobies necessarily. You can't say dick. Puss. I mean, you can say puss. Be like, what's up, uh, puss? You can actually say pussy, to be honest with you. You'd be like, don't be a pussy. You'd be like, hey, you know, I've got a, I got two pussies at the house. One's named Oliver. One's named Sebastian. They're, they're short-haired tabby cats. Um, and you could say, Hey, stop acting like a dick or you're being a dick or why are you being a dick about it? Which I would use quite often. But what you can say is, Oh, my dick is burning. I mean, it's not, I'm just using that as an example. Like, so you can't say like, Hey, uh, forgot to wipe my asshole. Well, you can also can't call somebody an asshole. I don't think, um, anyways, but you can say penis. You can say penis on air because that's the medical term. You can say vagina, but it still weirds people out. It still weirds people out. Um, yeah, titties was the nickname. Uh, oh, oh, that was uh, 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 Pat, uh, Patrick Creighton's nickname was titties. Yeah. What about the time you said cock on the radio like 75 times in one show? Maybe that's why they won't let me back. Although I was told that wasn't the show that did it. But that, to be fair, to be fair, I did get in trouble. And and to be fair, um, I w- all I was talking about was roosters. And I don't feel like the, the punishment that I got for that um, was warranted. I was just talking about, you know, Sometimes you you know there's a there's a big old cock out there and uh, you got to go get that big cock and big cocks are not easy. What just getting your hands on one is tough and the bigger the bigger they are the harder it is to get your hands on one and hold it. But if you do, man, there's nothing like a a big cock. Um, if you've got chickens especially. Yeah, I don't remember the whole conversation, but it definitely, Joel was like, Jesus, Barry, what are you doing? Push the boundaries. So uh, I'll share a, a funny little note. I do I do hit uh, for Wichita, uh, a station in Wichita. I was doing a hit for a station here in Houston that was like on 53 markets or something like that. So at one point, your boy was killing it, 54 markets. However... I'm down to one now, um, but in uh, I was doing my hit for uh, Wichita Radio yesterday, and um, I was taught we were. They asked me about food. They were like, "Hey, well, what's what's your top five cereals?" I was like, "Okay, super original, but I'll play along." It's your show, y'all know me. I don't like I don't force those. I think if it comes up organically, if it comes up like you know. Just in conversation, and then we roll with it. But a lot of radio guys will like plan that out. All right. Tomorrow is National Cereal Day, and it's also March Madness. So we're going to do a cereal bracket. 
That's like one time me and Shock did a, a meta bracket. It was the top 64 brackets uh, ideas. Like, oh, oh sportscasters and uh, all that shit. Um, fuck, I forgot where I was going. Oh, so they asked me about the cereals. And then they asked me uh, a sandwich question. They were like, what's your top five favorite cereals? But if you're curious, my answer, which they, I didn't know. So I, I was just like. Cinnamon Toast Crunch because of the milk. Um, uh, 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 Captain Crunch because I'm not emo but and I don't like to cut myself, but I do like to inflict pain. So sometimes I'll just eat Captain Crunch and get a lot of little cuts in my mouth. Um, What else was there? Oh, Reese's Puffs because I'm a big Reese's fan. Uh, Fruity Pebbles, and then uh, Lucky Charms. So that was, that was my top five. And I felt like I was missing one that I really, really like. But I'm like, bro, I haven't had fucking cereal in years. So I have no idea. Uh, and then they were like, well, what, do you, what is your position on cold cuts? <laughs> and I was like, fuck them. We should deport all the cold cuts. Get them out of here. Build a wall around every deli in America. No, I didn't. I didn't do any of that. I, I didn't do any of that. But that's what I should have done. Like, I don't even understand the question. I don't know why you guys are asking me about cold cuts. By the way, I'm sweating my ass off. Look at the sweat. Your boy is fat, folks. Oh, fuck. I had this little rotating fan, and it's not pointed at me. I had a meeting in here. There we go. I had a meeting in here the other day. I had to point my fat fan over there at the chair when I was sitting in it. Oh, that feels good. That's really super aggressive towards sliced meats. I know. Honeycombs is the worst, bro. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Honeycomb? Get the fuck out of here, Rob. Rob, I would think as good as you are at cooking meat and eating meat and having meat in your mouth and handling meat and doing different things with meat, I would think you would have better taste in cereal than fucking honeycombs. What? Anyways, anyways, they asked me something about like uh, cold cuts or sandwiches and we got into a discussion and the guy was like, well, I just like, I just, you know, my wife gets mad at me because I, I, we, we go to Subway. I just get, I just get cold turkey sandwich and jokingly. And this is the, this is my point. This is all I said on their radio station on their air. I was like. Oh, you like you like cold turkey sandwiches, do you? I bet you're a big fan of warm broccoli and the missionary position. That's all I said. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, uh, reminder, pal. We're still radio, Barry. I mean, this dude act like I said fuck on air. Like I was like, fuck shit, cocksucker, balls. Pussy dick. He was like, whoa, I mean, he freaked out. I was like, bro, what are you, like, what are you talking about? I didn't say anything bad. There's, I, dude, nothing I said violates any FCC rule. He was like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just being I'm like, oh, Lord. Zero stations. I don't know what that means, Reyes, but I feel like that was a shot at me, so fuck you. Uh, a wall around every deli. What are you, anti-Semite? No, I'm anti-Cold Cut. 
touch the salami where it hurt you. Nice. Chocolate and strawberry Cheerios. Oh, wait a minute, Donald. They make chocolate Cheerios now? Is Oh, that's not true. That can't be a thing. Is that still heart healthy? Do they, they say like, yeah, it's heart healthy. Chocolate, chocolate, Cheerios. Chocolate, oh my God, that's a thing. So much for heart healthy. It's just cocoa or cocoa, cocoa, caco, caco, cocoa, or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Well, how come when I eat a fucking Snickers, I get yelled at? Um, it's a great line. I don't know what that was. What was the challenge you did? Reese's cup. Yeah. You should do another challenge with chocolate. Oh, thanks. So you just, you just want me to be fatter. Yeah, great. No, thanks. I appreciate you. You know, Hey, you know what you should do? You're already a fat fuck. What you should do is become a fatter fuck. You know what? You, uh, I can hear you have high cholesterol. That's how fat you are. You just, you sound like you have high cholesterol. So let's make it worse. Thanks. No, thanks. <clears throat> Let me add that to our grocery list. I don't know what that was. Uh, did you think I was lying? Yeah, Donna, a little bit. Because like, oh, Cheerios are healthy. Well, not that they're fucking made out of chocolate, they're not. Uh, Also, fuck Wichita and their puckered assholes. Yeah, Wichita is a weird place to do comedy. That's how I met the dude, Felix, who has the radio station, a radio show there. It's a weird place to do comedy. Like It's like the buckle of the Bible belt. It is like right in the middle. I'm telling Catherine. What are you telling? Well, first of all. What? What are you? What are you telling her? And oh, I added it to the grocery list. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Chunk. I was like, "What? Are you snitching? Why are you snitching?" First of all, uh, your blood does smell like AMC theater popcorn. Okay, and I just gave you back, just gave you back moderator privileges. I just gave that back to you. Really. Let's move on with our headlines. <sighs> uh, so we talked about Mad Bum. Nobody gives a shit. A's have agreed to buy land from uh, for a Las Vegas ballpark site. They're going to build a $1.5 billion stadium that seats 35,000 people who won't even be locals. There might be like three locals in Vegas. There's probably like three people born in Vegas. Everyone else either moved there or is a visitor. Uh, but they're going to rally support and, you know, I don't know. It can't be any worse than the, than the support they get in Oakland. So, at the end of the day, do what you do, boo-boo. But the A's have agreed to buy the ballpark or buy land $1.5 million. That's a lot of scratch, folks. What? How was I not invited to the mod debate, Alan said? Well, first of all. It wasn't a mod debate. Okay, Alan? It wasn't a mod debate. Second of all, second of all, the CC was already a moderator. And then someone timed her out. And every time that happens, you lose your moderator privileges. Which then creates a whole shit ton of work for your boy. Now I got to go back in and find it. And it literally takes like seven seconds. Ugh. I don't have seven seconds to be fucking around. 
I should put a rule. No more timing out the mods. I don't, I don't want to deal with that shit. I don't want to deal with that. Is Dick really here today? Uh, I don't know. Probably not yet. Is the usual suspects over with yet? I mean, uh, Jesus Christ. I got to stop drinking on an empty stomach. Uh, the, the killer bees, the, the weary wasps, the, uh, the horny honeybees. That's what I'm going to tell him when he gets back. I'm like, hey, how was the show, man? I listen every day to the horny honeybees. Um, what was what was that that popped up? Time out, somebody. Alan Denson timed out Queen Bee Spice. I know you think you're funny, Alan. <clears throat> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. New rule as of fucking right before Alan sent that shit out. I'm not timing out my mods anymore. It's too much fucking hassle. Because I fought with the shit for four days with Cece. In four days I'm trying to get her moderator duties back. No more. You're not timing out the fucking mods anymore. No, it's not happening. So give you, I'll give you your points back, but we're not timing out the fucking mods anymore. And also mods, Jen, no more timing people out unless they've actually violate some shit. Just because they make you mad, then I got to hear them bitching in my inbox. It's not okay. Fuck. Also, there might be a little anger left over from the taxes debacle. <sighs> I'm not timing her out, Alan. Okay? I'm not doing it. Why is CC the only mod to be timed up? I don't know, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not. It's too much hassle. You don't like them? Just fucking put them on mute. Alan. CC said, because everyone hates me. Everyone loves you, CC. Stop it. Donna said I should time out Alan. No, Donna. No, do not abuse your privileges. No. No. Because Cece's sassy. Oh, uh, she is sassy. She is sassy. Um, No. Nobody is. No. Nobody. No. I'll time out this whole fucking. The whole God. Won't do that. You just come. And see if I won't time. Goddamn show around and we'll. I don't give a fuck. What happened? I blacked out. So BOD has enacted sovereign immunity. Uh, no, it hasn't. I just don't want to have to fucking deal with it. Okay. I just, it's a pain in my ass. I got 80, 11 billion majillion things to do. And fixing CC's mod rights is not on my goddamn list. So, no, we're not timing out the fucking mods anymore. It ain't happening. No. Unless they, like, do some awful, awful shit. And then I'll do it myself. Save those timeouts for Dick Willie. Why aren't we timing out Dick Willie? What did he do? I don't know why. I don't know what Dick Willie did. That's not okay. All right. Can we get back to our goddamn headlines, please, people? 
Please. For the love of Pete. All right. Um, I think I know why y'all want to dick Willie. This next topic. Uh, the House has passed the trans athlete bill. The bill is not expected to advance further. It will be sent over to the Senate where the Democrat-controlled Senate will most likely uh, not vote to pass the bill. Even if they did, the jet on Twitch said potty mouth, berry, in full effect. I know sometimes it happens, and I feel bad for it. I wish the, you know we had FCC regulations. I could, I could follow those to the letter of the law. Um, but no, the House it passed it and the Senate is not expected to. And even if it did pass the Senate, um, President Biden has said that he won't pass this bill. Um, of course, this is a controversial subject. I am going to give you my opinion on this because that's my job. I'm going to discuss this in an adult and rational, rational manner. And I will warn you right now, you are allowed to have an opinion. You are allowed to have an opinion different from mine. You are allowed to disagree and you are allowed to discuss in the chat. What I'm not going to allow is for a bunch of ignorance and bullshit and dumbassness to occur in the chat. Keep it civil. Keep it adult. Not like triple X, <laughs> adult. Um, like no name calling. I don't want any of that bullshit. All right. Feel free to discuss it. We're all adults here. We're all adults. However, don't let the shit get out of hand. Now, DJ Maddie say, keep it in your pants. Okay. That too, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Steven, other guys, I'm glad the government is spending time on things that don't matter. <laughs> okay, Jet. Jet said, uh, yeah, sorry, I don't give a fuck. Uh, funeral was bringing me down. I'm here to laugh. Oh, man, I'm sorry. This sucks. McLevin said, I'm 12, but I act like an adult. Okay. I disagree. You're 12 and you act like you're 13 or 11 and a half. Here's the thing. In my opinion, and I'm just going to say this, now that the House has passed the trans athlete bill, if you're unfamiliar with the trans athlete bill, basically what it says is that any any anybody that was born, um, um, I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase it, anybody that was born with male genitalia, you were born with a with a PP. Even if you identify as a female, um, but if you were born a man, you would be unable to participate in female athletics. Uh, even if you had fully transitioned, even if you no longer had uh, male genitalia, you had you know fully identified. Um you would not be able to participate in female athletics. Um, I think Reyes says, I thought we weren't doing politics anymore. Here's the deal, Reyes. All right. It is Barry on deck. 
And every once in a while, there's going to be a topic that is dealing with sports and politics, and I'm going to discuss it. And this is why I said, if you want to get involved in the conversation, cool. Keep it civil. Keep it appropriate. Keep it adult. Give your opinion. Don't hurt anybody's feelings. But I, I, I'm, I'm not going to not talk about this topic. And I'm going to give my opinion on it because it's my show. And believe it or not, some people tune in for my opinion, whether they agree or disagree with it. And I know you disagree with most of my shit. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to turn this into political mudslinging. I'm not going to do that. I'm explaining what's going on. And then uh, I'll give an opinion. And then we can fucking move on. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing like we've had in the past. But this is what the bill was that's been passed. If you were born a man, essentially, you cannot, even if you've transitioned, you cannot compete in female athletics. That was the uh, the point of the trans athlete ban. It's not going to pass the Senate, and it's not, it'll be vetoed by Biden. But my, my opinion on this, and this is a catch-22 because it sounds sexist to say it, I think. What's up, Christopher Mina? What's up, Coog Blaze? And uh, go fuck yourself, Aldery200. I hope your mom gives you herpes, you raggedy bitch. Come in here spamming my chat. Um, It sounds sexist, but I, I think if, you know, if we were all being honest... For the most part, men are physically stronger. Um, Men have certain advantages when it comes to many sports uh, over female athletes. Just physically, not mentally, not anything else, just physically, muscularity. And um, I think that's the point of what the bill is trying to accomplish is eliminate the ability for someone who may have been born a man and has more muscularity is more physically gifted than the female athletes that they would be competing against. They're saying that that's not okay. And we must protect women's sports. Well, I don't know if you're protecting women's sports. What I think you're doing is you're protecting fairness. If you just look at it from a physicality perspective, if you just look at it from a physical perspective, just physically, even if if the, this person who was maybe born a man uh, has transitioned, they identify as a female, they don't have any male body parts, they still have the physical makeup of a man, right? They may have breasts. They may have a, a vagina, you know, they, whatever else. But the, 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 the exoskeleton, no, that's not. Okay, now I'm just trying to be smart. But they still have, you know, the, the the physical attributes and athletic abilities of a man that they were born with. A, a man that they, you know, they, they were born with those attributes. Or developed them. And I think that's the problem. And I think it's a legitimate concern. I, you know, some people will say, well, it doesn't matter. Um, but I, and, you know, look, I, I don't have a problem. I think all too often when it comes to the whole issue of, the LGBTQ plus community fighting for their rights in this country. The shit gets blown out of proportion by people who just like in the sixties 
are scared of what they don't know. Back in the 50s and 60s, people were just scared of black people because they didn't understand any, and, and they didn't know any better. They were just dumb, ignorant, and uneducated. And then the more that it became social, they became socially aware, the, the views have changed. And I think that will eventually be the case now. But there are some things that don't change. And that's the physicality between men and women. So uh, in this regard, you know, uh, do, I, uh, do I think that it's okay for uh, a, a person that was born a man who has transitioned into a female um, to compete against other females? I, I just don't. I don't think that's okay. And, you know, they always go off on this. We have to protect the sanctity of women. And I'll just say this. There are some people out there who are using the Bud Light thing. Man, shut the fuck up. Okay. Oh, I don't want the Bud Light with the trend. Shut the fuck up. That's the kind of, that's the stuff where I'm like, okay, you're just, you're just looking for a reason to be angry. That's it. You're just looking for a reason to hate somebody. But in this regard, I do think that it's unfair physically for that person to compete against women. Not that, you know, some women aren't stronger than some men. Trust me, there's plenty of women that are stronger than me. My ex-wife, there's nothing more demasculating and humiliating than when you're tickle fighting with your wife and, and you lose. And then and then she pins you down and you you can't get up. And she's just she's just holding you there. And then she tickles you so much that you toot. And then and it you just anyways <clears throat> um but no i i think this is you know i saw one guy i'm not going to name names we run in the same circles he's a stand up comedian well he's a comedian use that word loosely with him but he went on this rant about, it's not that I'm, and this was the Bud Light rant, it's not that I'm anti-trans, I'm just protecting women. That's fucking the dumbest, lamest argument that I've ever heard because it's an excuse to hate. And it's an excuse to hate something you don't understand, in my opinion. But if we narrow this down, and this is why I say too, it's like when it comes to race, when it comes to politics, when it comes to everything, you have to take this stuff by a, at a granular level and look at it situationally, right? It's like we had this discussion the other day. Just because someone says something that's racist doesn't mean they are racist. It's two different things. Um, and just because someone identifies as a female doesn't mean that they're physically equal to other females. if They were born a man. So that's what this is. That's my opinion on it. Um, there you go. It's not going to pass, and I, I think it should, and I think we need to level the playing field as much as possible. And I think you need to look no further than the swimmer. Forget her name. But she, when she was a man and swam, uh, she, had, she didn't win like any races. But then when she transitioned into a female and raced uh females she won every race and i think that speaks volumes for the physical physical nature of sport and what that means that's it that's all i'm saying all right uh he's using his good for evil if that makes sense 
No idea what that thought. Uh, let's see. Did you ever watch Physical 100? Even the buffest chick on there couldn't hang with the average looking male. No, I've never watched it, but uh, the jet on Twitch said maybe a third category can be created for uh, transition people to com- complete. I, and you know what? A long time ago when the swimming thing came up, I think it was, or maybe there's another one, but that was a discussion that we had. And, and I think that I would be okay with that. Right? Um and it's the catch 22 of, but if I identify as a woman, I feel like a female, you know, mentally, physically, and everything else. I may have been born with certain genitalia, but I identify and I feel internally. I, I would never, you know, want anybody to not be who they are or want to be or feel like they are. But maybe that's the, that's the, the, the solution. But then that's the then the, then there's the problem of are you going to be able to find enough trans females or enough trans males in each sport to compete against each other? Right? That's that's the other problem is do you do we have 8 to 10 other uh female swimmers who used to be male that transitioned? I just don't know if that's going to be the case. So I don't know what the solution is. Should they be excluded? I, I don't think that either. I don't think that's the case either. I you know I, I don't know what the solution. Do you make them swim against other men? I don't know that. Flip. That's exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. You're you're getting timeout. And I swear to God, Flip, if you do it again, I'm banning you from this fucking show. Unless I miss something out of context. Um. Just let me see. Let me see. Uh, this is, I, I'm not going to put up with that shit. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Nope. Got to go flip. Fuck out. Thank you, CC. <clears throat> Um, you just, you, you, I, I literally just fucking said, just be mature about this fucking thing. Just be mature. That's it. It's not that hard. Not going to put up with this shit. And I swear to God, flip. If you're watching this, if you do it again, I'm going to ban you from the show. You've got to learn to have a little bit of fucking respect in the chat. Just a modicum of respect. It's not okay. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you being here every day. I do. But shit like that's not going to be tolerated on this show. I'm not going to do it. Uh, what's up, Rudy Rock? Good to see you, buddy. They're all top five athletes. Who? Uh, I don't know what that meant. I don't know what that was. They're all top five athletes. I don't know. Um... Are they going to have pro sports? I feel like people would take advantage of it. Again, I, I don't know. I mean, there was Fallon Fox, who was a female UFC fighter, who was, um, she transitioned, she was a, she was born uh, a male and then transitioned, uh, but she fought as a female, but she was physically a male. And again, I think that's, especially in a sport like that, 
Uh, really unfair. So, uh, yeah, anyways, let's just move on. Because, of course, we can't have a goddamn adult conversation. Not that the rest of you did it, but fuck it. It just makes me mad. It just makes me mad. We, it's not like we have 8,000 people here. It's not like everybody on Twitch is watching this fucking show. They should be. Because it's, you know, so great. It's always got to be one. And it's usually the same cast of characters. It's the same four, five, or six people. They're going to inevitably do something and just ruin the whole fucking thing. Unbelievable. All right, your last, your last um, headline. Tua says that he mulled retiring before learning how to fall. And if you read this at first, you're like, Learn how to fall. And it it's kind of perplexing, but you know what? I, I had to stop because for a second I was like, well, that's the stoop. Actually, you know what? It's not stupid, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Here, here's why Tua learning how to fall is not stupid. A couple things they teach you in jiu-jitsu is how to fall, how to get taken down, how to go flat on your back right so what they teach you is like in jiu-jitsu when you go when when someone like takes you down uh takes a double leg right and and it's almost like a tackle you don't you don't like fall on your back like that what you do is you put your arms out flat and you slap the mat right so you you slap like that pop so you learn how to be taken down and how to fall and i think that that there's there's merit in that they teach you that in judo they also teach you that in wrestling or excuse me wrestling they teach you about, you know, okay, if you get suplexed, if you get, uh, you know, the rock bottom, this is how you land so that it lessens the blow. And, you, you know, you got to keep your head up off the ground. Keep your head, whatever. So there's actually merit to it, believe it or not, in combat sports and in wrestling and in some other things. And so it does, and, and we've heard this conversation in the past about it needs to learn how to slide. And I'm always like, well, who the fuck doesn't know how to slide? I mean, that's just, that seems easy, but sometimes people have a mental block and they don't know how to do it properly. So you learn how to slide better. And uh, if in the case of Tua, he just has to learn how, if he's being tackled or he's being bumped around in the pocket, if he's going to go down, you got to learn how to, you know, maybe tuck your head in or I don't know. But it, it does make sense that you can learn that better. Um, Mark said, knowing how to fall is a legit thing, but did he? He said, I learned in uh, Aikido before I did jiu-jitsu, using your arms and legs to take force from your head and torso. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just saying. Like, that's why they'll tell you, you learn, you practice slapping the mat in jiu-jitsu. You'll sit down and you'll go back, pow, and you'll slap, and you'll just do reps. And you're literally training yourself so that when you get taken down, it just becomes muscle memory to slap the mat with your hands backwards. And that absorbs the, some of the blow. Same thing with your legs, like said, like Mark said. So uh, it's, a, it's a legit thing. It's a legit concern. And, but the, I think the question, though, Mark, and, and the devil's advocate of it is nobody else in the NFL needs to learn how to fall. Maybe not. Uh, but nobody else has had the problems or the issues, at least in recently, like Tua has had. So, um, 
pretty interesting, but he he thought about it. He thought about walking away from a, from the game. Yeah, one deep. That's why I mentioned pro wrestling too. They teach you how to do that. It's all about yeah. It's like Jim said. It's all about physics. It's all about absorption of energy in your body. So good for two. I mean, you know, he's a he's a he's proven to be a talented quarterback when on the field. In that system, I feel like. I had to specify that because it really wasn't all that good until Mike McDaniel showed up. But good for him. I'm glad that he's going to fall better. Uh, Tom Brady was taught to fall. Yeah. Jim said, I think a lot of guys are proactive about things like knowing how to slide or how to fall. And they take those lessons before they need the info. Good point. Very good point. Very good. All right. I got to pee. Let's take a quick break. Um, Chris Reyes said, can we get dope today? Yeah. Well, you, you, uh, your timing is impeccable, Reyes. Uh, so let's do that. I need to work on, I need to update like the, uh, the videos and stuff because it doesn't say like, oh, on a break, I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. But it just says sitting on the corner doing dope. And the, the one I have. I have another one. Oh, that's the starting soon. Where's the break one I made? Oh, fuck. I don't know. That's starting soon. Video Thursday intro. That's the corner. Yeah, doing dog. God damn it. I don't know. All right. So let's take a quick break. I got to go pee before I piss my pants. Uh, you guys are going to sit on the corner and do dope since it's been a weird, rough week. Um, and then when we come back, we'll continue. I've got a ton of topics to discuss, including Joe Blank joining me at 415. Other topics I have on the list. Obviously, I need to thank you guys for your thankful Thursdays. And in the case of Jeff Bell, your tax Tuesday. And in the case of Shelby, just randomly on a Monday. Um, but there's a huge rumor out right now that involves the Houston Texans and the draft. I want to discuss that. There's new rules in baseball. I finally finished The Mandalorian last night, which I think last night was the season finale. So do I need to give you some time or can we discuss that? We're going to do all that. Plus, Joe Blank at 415. Do not go anywhere. This is Barry on deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Stick around. I'll be right back. I got your bitch. Sitting down the goddamn corner doing dope. Sitting down the goddamn corner doing dope. Sitting down the goddamn corner doing dope. Go. The same old nasty ass people from last week. Corner 
Hey, welcome back to hour number two of Barry on Deck. I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> it took a little longer than I wanted it to. Um, I had to brush my teeth. I'm trying to grab a little snack. And um, if you haven't had them, the, um, the H-E-B brand cheese puffs are legit. If you're a cheese, puff, cheese puffs connoisseur, if you're a cheese puffs fan, <clears throat> highly recommend H-E-B's brand of cheese puffs. But them sons of bitches, like most cheese puffs, they're going to get all jammed up in your teethuses. So I had to, had to go brush because they have all kind of shit up in there. We don't need that. And Reyes, you might, I swear to you, under everything that's holy, you and E2D and your stupid Kroger is greater than H-E-B bullshit. Um, yeah, but their cheese puffs are legit. Really good. Uh, hey, what's up, Double Ross? Thank you for being here. I have to drive from Conroe to Hobby to pick up my sister from the airport. Oh, that sucks. That's a long-ass drive. That is a long-ass drive. H-E-B brand chips are next level. They really are. I just had them for the first time last week, and they are fire delicious. Yes, they are, uh, Jared. Yes, they are. I think I was like, they probably ran some sort of sell. And then everybody got them, and now everybody's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You dad said, LeBron, I ain't paying for no blue check mark. Guess who has a blue check mark? Does he? Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. Try the H-E-B, PB, and J. Chips? They have peanut butter and jelly chips? Interesting. Uh, regular Cheetos puffs cut the roof of your mouth up, not H-E-B's. Mm. Male shoppers at H-E-B menstruate. Uh, can't even time us out for the H-E-B slander because it got wasted. Yeah, it did. I want checks Mix now. Okay. H-E-B Carolina Reaper cheese puffs go hard. I, was feel, I feel like those would be too hot. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we have a ton of sports stuff to discuss today. Don't forget my boy Joe Blank joining me um, today at 4.15, about 45 minutes from now. So. Uh, join us for that. In the meantime, I want to talk about a rumor that I saw, or I don't even know if it's necessarily a rumor, maybe just a, um, an idea that was floated about. It was an article. I thought I saw it on ESPN and then I couldn't find the original one that I thought I saw. Um, and then, uh, I saw that the athletic also had a story about it. So, um, I thought it was worthy of a discussion. Yesterday I had Indy Kalu on the show, and uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, what, what do the Texans do? Uh, and what is this? Alan, I stand. Yeah, y'all be nice. Some houses are going to adjust themselves. I don't know what that means. Um, oh, Double Ross, I'll be good. Okay. Yeah. I already am. Somebody's already uh, ruined it today. So let's not have a repeat. Um, And it's not. F- flip. Let me just explain something to you, bro. It's not funny. 
it's not, it's not, I know you wear it as a badge of honor that you're abrasive, rude, and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Offensive in the chat, but it's not. And if you really like this show, I mean, this, that's what trolls do, Flip. That's, that's what trolls do. But people that enjoy the show, that like the show, that want to see the show continue and succeed, that's not what you do in the chat because it's not the vibe and the energy that I'm trying to foster on this show. There's enough of that bullshit in other places. So if you really enjoy the show, stop fucking doing it or I will ban you. And it's not something to wear as a badge of honor like, oh, well, I'm the one that's disrespectful to the host who's trying to make this thing fucking work. <laughs> that's me. It's not funny. Like, it's not. But I'm glad you think it is. But it's not. I'm literally trying to have a fucking cool-ass show that anybody that wants to hang out, regardless of political affiliation or opinion or whatever, can do that and not have offensive bullshit in the chat. So it's not funny. All right, let's get back on top. So the rumor came out, well, we talked yesterday with Indy Kalu, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, can the Texans screw this up? He's like, well, not really. They have so many holes to fill. But then I saw this article, and it was after uh, the show. I had I had popped onto ESPN just to catch up on the headlines since I was doing that hit for the Wichita radio station, and I saw an article that said how the Texans could land Lamar Jackson. And I, my initial reaction was, ha, no. Wait a minute. It's not a terrible, terrible idea. Um, I don't hate it. And then I kind of read some of the stuff, and uh, it it makes a ton of sense. It checks a ton of boxes. As I said, so on on that radio station yesterday. The Texans don't because they asked me about the draft and what the Texans are going to do, and I said the Texans have two problems. Um, one, they've got to, um, they've got a, they've got a lot of holes to fill, right? They've got a, they've got a, they've got a void of talent on this football team, but they also have a fan base that they need to win back. That's the, that's what they, that's what they have to accomplish. And drafting Will Anderson at two isn't sexy. It's not winning back the fan base. Nobody's going to be excited about that. If you get one of those two, if you get one of those two, yeah, sure. The fans are going to love it, but I think it's a bad football decision. I do. I'm sorry. I don't think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are the answer. In fact, if you ask me, would I rather have Lamar Jackson or Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? The answer a million times over is Lamar Jackson. No hesitation. And I think what they have to accomplish with their picks and with this draft is they have to get better, but they have to do enough that the fan base buys back in. And getting Lamar Jackson checks those boxes. Now, do you give up the second pick in the draft? Yeah, but you're basically drafting Lamar Jackson for the next three years or whatever for that second pick. I'll take that because you're better immediately. Um, and maybe, you know, one article I saw said you could use the 12th pick in the draft to land him that it, you know, if you did the 12th and threw in some seconds and thirds and everything else, and you could still get Will Anderson, which I think would be ideal. You know, you get a, you get a defensive end that a, a legit pass rush 
get your quarterback, and then you start getting uh, assets in the second round for him, right? Um, but I think the question is, if you're a Texans fan in this chat, if you're a Texans fan watching this show, maybe you're watching later uh, on YouTube, which, by the way, I'm now podcasting this show on YouTube. If you want to listen or watch it on YouTube, that'll be an option again. I'll, I'll be again, starting to upload them. Um, but... Um, so the, the question becomes, would you, what are you willing to give up? Well, one, twofold question for the chat. If you're a Texans fan or even if you're not just a football person, one, are you, would you, would you do this deal? That's what I want to know first. Would you trade the, the second pick in the draft and future considerations um, for Lamar Jackson. And let me get you, let me find you what he suggested. And I cannot, for the life of me, find the damn... Um, the trade that he proposed. So it says this, this is in the email... Uh, Stephen, the other guy said I'd trade the McNairs. Texans have too many spots to fill, so no, Alex Villanueva says. Time remains a constant that uh, the minute turning into hours and hours turning into days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says Mike Sando has an interesting look this morning at how exactly the Jackson saga could play out. The two I think that make the most sense is a, a, a trade to the Texans uh, or a shorter guaranteed deal. And says Mike put the terms at three years and 150 million guaranteed, but it also says a trade to the Texans feels weird just to type that. And yet the levers of a trade line up pretty nicely. Houston has two picks, two and twelve, that would entice Baltimore. Jackson's got his desired trade, and Baltimore can start over with a new cheap quarterback to pair with a new offensive scheme. So it does make sense. You're probably having to give up two. I don't know if you have to give up twelve. But even if you had to give up two and 12, you probably get Lamar and maybe their first round pick in exchange. So they would get, the Ravens would get to pick second and 12th. And I think their their pick is the 22nd pick in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see, NFL draft order. I think they picked 22nd. Uh, yes, they are. The, they have the 22nd pick in the draft. So Houston would give up 2-12. and 12. They would get Lamar Jackson and the 22nd pick in the draft. I'd be good with that. You're not obviously going to get um, Will Anderson, but I, I think that solves uh, several problems. Now, if you could get away with only giving up one of those two picks at two or 12. You're definitely going to have to give up two unless Baltimore is stupid and you could figure out a way to keep to give up 12 and maybe some other picks or whatever. But I doubt they're doing that unless they just know that this is going to be a headache and they just want to get rid of it. Um, but whatever the, the package is, you got to know you're probably, if, if you're getting a first round pick back in return, it's going to be at the bottom half. You still get somebody on defense, yeah. You're not, probably not getting that Will Anderson that I would hope, but you're better. You're a lot better. Or if you don't like that scenario, like Alex Villanueva said, they got a ton of holes to fill. 
So do you not trade for Lamar Jackson, draft a quarterback at two, and then receiver help or whatever it is that you want to go, you know, D-line, linebacker, whatever, at 12? <clears throat> or um, do you not draft a quarterback and hope that you suck next year enough to be able to be in a position to draft Caleb Williams or whoever the best pick is? It's these are the scenarios that you have to weigh. I I'm one of those dudes that you have the chance to get an MVP who still has it. You do it. Now, you know, is it too early in the rebuild? I don't know. That's the conundrum. That's the that's the question. Is it too early in the rebuild to go out and do that? Do you have enough that warrants it? Can you make up the ground where you might? Because if you have Lamar Jackson and a bunch of nothing around him, what are you doing? But if you get a, you know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever, and you you feel like that, you know, they're coming up along with uh, the young talent you have in the secondary and at running back. And, you know, they can all develop together and be good together, a la the Warriors in the NBA. Cool. So I don't know. That's that's the question. I know me. Um, it checks all the boxes because you've got to make a splash and you got to get better. And adding Lamar Jackson would do that. But is it the best football move? I don't know. If Walt was here, he'd probably tell you, yeah, you don't want to spend that much money on a quarterback because now you're hamstrung and you can't add talent around him. This is why rookie deals for quarterbacks are ideal. You get you a good rookie quarterback with a rookie deal and you have the most success at that time. Although the Chiefs proved that wrong because they won a Super Bowl last year with a pretty big contract under Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> um, Rob said, not a Trevor Lawrence believer yet. AFC South sucks. Give up one, both first-rounders sounds too steep. Okay. I don't mind. I don't hate that, Rob. I mean, I don't. It's not the worst. Thing. If you could get away with that, that's ideal, right? If you could trade Lamar Jackson and still pick 12th, That'd be pretty badass, right? Uh, it's better to just get a cheap hooker late. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, Jackson Woods Pierce would do something. <sighs> Woods is, please be handing. Uh, I love you to death, buddy, but Woods ain't it. Woods ain't it. If it if if Brandon Cooks was still here, huh, I'd love Jackson Cooks and Pierce. Bro, Woods' best days are behind him. Let's go look at the um his uh, stats. He had five hundred and twenty seven yards last year for the Titans, two touchdowns. Average 9.9 yards per reception. That's not good. Year before, he was at 556 and 12.4 with the Rams. Yeah, it, it, it's just, you know, some some dudes are name alone. It'd be like, you know, I we had the headlines up and I uh, mentioned that Mad Bum uh, had been outright released. And that'd be like if the Astros went out and got him. You're not getting 
Mad Bum from seven years ago. You're getting the 10 ERA Mad Bum. You're not getting Robert Woods from when he was early in his career at Buffalo or in L.A. When he L.A. really, I'm looking at his stats now. His best years were L.A. with the Rams, 2018 to 2019. He had 1,200 and 1,100 yards receiving, six touchdowns, five touchdowns the year before that with the Rams. Like, that's not the Robert Woods you have anymore. You have the Robert Woods that averages nine yards per reception or ten yards per reception, which is awful. It just uh, doesn't do it. It doesn't do it. And now, is Woods good depth? Sure. He's a veteran guy. He's you know, He provides some depth. But if you have Lamar Jackson, you need a legit one receiver. Robert Woods ain't that guy. You have a legit running back in Pierce. You know, you got a legit left tackle in Tunsil. Yeah, yeah. But you got to have a legit one receiver on this team, and they don't. And that's why if you can you know, live in Rob's world and give up two but not two and 12, that's the ideal scenario. You give up two, you get Lamar Jackson, they get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. They're happy, you're happy, you still get to pick 12, they still pick 22. I think it's a win-win for everybody. And they get out from under Lamar Jackson and the drama. So, I don't know. I saw something interesting that said that the Texans aren't necessarily interested in CJ. Well, it was speculation. And I hadn't seen this or heard this, but I also haven't been um, digging in as much as maybe I should. But By the way, draft is uh, seven days from now. Seven days, three hours, 19 minutes, and 42 seconds. 40, what, 40, uh, 39. Shit. You get it. A week from today. <sighs> Uh, yeah, Catfish said, uh, yeah, Woods was peak was elite wide receiver too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he, he, so he's great, but you still have to go get a one. You still have to go get somebody, you're, you know, somebody for him to throw to. Um, Sean said trade back stockpile picks. Try for Caleb in 24. I, again, I'm I'm a big I love Caleb Williams way more than I love Stroud and, and Young, but that's just me. And what the hell do I know? I don't. It's all a guess, right? Uh, yeah, Dick really said, yeah, D Hop, duh, Barry. Bro, would that be hilarious? There's no way he comes back to this organization. I don't believe that would be hilarious if somehow, some way, they're like, hey. Baltimore, for the number two pick, you give us Lamar Jackson, we'll give you number two this year and a third rounder this year or next year and a fourth rounder and you throw in, you know, some some uh, ice for the ice tub. Uh, and then you go to Arizona and you're like, okay, we'll give you 12, you give us D-Hop. We'll swap picks in the second or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And you walk away from this draft with no rookies, but you walk away with a D-hop Lamar Jackson. That's never going to happen, but that would be insane. You would definitely get the fan base back. Because then it would almost be like Cal could say, I righted the wrong, okay? I, I screwed up. I let Bill O'Brien be an idiot and a dumbass. And get rid of D-Hop for nothing. But I righted that wrong and brought him back. You're welcome. I mean, you know, you're not welcome because I screwed it up. But you're still welcome. 
Uh, this quote organization is a 360 change of what Texans were. This is Hannah's team now. I think it's funny people think he would go to the Patriots with Bill O'Brien. Who? D-Hop? D-Hop ain't going nowhere with Bill O'Brien. Is Lamar's value going up or down at this point? Broncos 67. That's a good question. Um, I don't think what's happening in these negotiations is affecting his value on the field. That's just it. I don't think teams want to get caught up in having to chase the market, if that makes sense. That's why all the owners are so angry that um, that the Browns did what they did with Deshaun Watson's contract, right? But um, so you don't want to be chasing the market, even though um, Jalen Hurts just got a new deal and now he's the highest paid player in history. Now you're kind of chasing that. And Lamar looks at that and goes, ha ha, yes. Thank you, Jalen Hurts. Dunskies. Now I want to make more than Jalen Hurts. Forget Deshaun Watson. I want to, I, I am, I'm the captain now. So that's the other problem is now it's not his value on the field. It's do teams really want to chase the market and and um there's some people will tell you well there's the risk of injury and this that and the other bro it's gonna be like that uh yeah it's gonna be like that all right thank you soldier field you can go fuck yourself he's banned <clears throat> um, hey, Bronco67, thank you for the 10 bits, buddy. Much appreciated. Um, maybe it's wrong, but I'm resigned to the fact that nothing the Texans do will ever work out. That's the problems. And that's what I was saying about this. This organization has to win back the fan base. And like I was talking about yesterday with ND, the first step and the big step was <laughs> CC the first step in the big step was getting rid of Bill O'Brien, getting rid of um, what's his name, Jack Easterby, and then you know, bringing in um, D'Amico and handing him the keys, saying, you know, if the rumor that I that I told you guys last week is true. That Hannah's the one that said mm -mm. the job is 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 now you you report Nick Casario you report to D'Amico Ryan's if that is in fact true okay that's also I think it was Dick Williams said Hannah's or, or Hugh Dab said Hannah's a top ten GM I mean if that's true if she's getting this shit together maybe maybe so but look they they they've. They knew that they were in a bad spot. They, they've started to fix it. But I think that they still have these leftover, that leftover mentality. And I'll be honest with you, I think it's still with Casario. I think it's that whole, we're trying to be the Patriots. And they just have to sever ties with that. First, they wanted to be like the Broncos. Then they're trying to be like the Patriots. Now, do I want them to go and try to be like the Niners? No. Create your own identity, but you're always going to go out and get other guys from other teams. 
it's rare that you develop them in house. But if she's like, well, in D'Amico, we trust, and he was a former player, I, I that's a good step in the right direction. So we'll see. There's rumors out there that Nick Casario after the draft is leaving and going back to uh, New England. I told you guys last week that there, the rumor that uh, I was given by my, by a source that said um, that might be validated because Hannah said it's D'Amico's team. You report to him or you work for him and with him. Don't know. Uh, two kinds of teams. Teams trying to get better. Teams trying to be like other teams. Yeah. Titans pick up Texans rejects. That is a problem. But they actually, in some cases, do okay with them. It's a, you know, it's a whole thing. Has anyone told you that you look like Patrick Warburton? There's a lot of new people coming in. Some of them are acting okay, and some of them are not. And I don't know who the hell, who is, what's up, Mark, by the way? Mark Seff? Uh, who is Patrick Warburton? I got to look that up. I'm guessing he's like super handsome, big dong, lots of money. Because then, yeah, none of those apply to me. Oh, no, I don't look anything like him. That's not even close. Oh, of, of, of all the names, of all the people that I've been told I look like, that one's not even close, Mark. Not even close. Here, for those of you that don't know who he is, because I didn't know. Hold on. Let me open up the image in a new tab. This is this is who this is who Mark is saying I look like. That's not close. That's not close. Mark. Uh why would the Texans let him draft for them if they know he's leaving? Yeah. <sighs> true, true. He said in his presser he's not leaving. Yeah. Well, they do that shit all the time. He's so hot, so probably not. Okay. The face painter on Seinfeld. Putty. Yeah, see, none of that. I didn't watch Seinfeld. <laughs> Mark G said, we already have a Mark. Okay, thanks. Uh, sign language lady was the closest. No. No, sign language lady's not the closest, you racist, Rob. You're such a racist, Rob. I don't have my glasses in here. But of all the names on the list, that's not... MC Search, yes. McLovin, yeah, when I wasn't as fat. Uh, not McLovin in the chat, in the movie. Um... Uh, the dude from the hangover in the office, Randy, the nard dog. Yeah. With my glasses on. And if I was missing a tooth, I mean, there's a, so, so MC search McLovin, the nard dog. Uh, yeah. The sign language lady to an extent, to an extent, but it's like the facial stuff. It's not the same. It's not the same. You guys are racist. CC that's racist. You're a racist. 
It's not even close. If we're doing the... God damn it. Are we going to do this again? You see what you've done, Mark? Do you see what you've done, Mark? I hope you're happy. By the way, don't forget at 4.15 today, Joel Blank going to join me to talk all things NBA. Uh, so, uh, I'm assuming. Like he said he was. Who texted me? Oh, my wife. My wife. Uh, hey, real quick, let me do this. I, I'm, I'm getting derailed here. <sighs> let me close this Robert Woods stat tab. Uh, <clears throat> and I don't even have my glasses on. And see, that's the thing. Without the glasses, then I don't look shit like sign language lady. With glasses, sure, but that doesn't mean that's who I look like. Also, it's crazy when you Google sign language lady. A lot of different shit pops up. Um, oh, there she goes. Yeah, nope. Uh, where'd she go? Damn it. This whole show is out of order. Uh... Yeah, you know what? We'll just go with the one picture that pops up. Because if I look like them, then I should look like them no matter what. And that ain't it. Look, nothing like this lady. Bullshit. You guys are assholes. All right, we're going to do four of these. And I'm not fucking around. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll go that one there. And then, uh, what was the dude's name? Ed Helms. Yeah. Okay. We have to do this like once every six months because you guys can't seem to fucking keep it in your pants. That's not the right word. I put these on the screen too. God, this is a nightmare. Why am I doing this? I don't know. Why am I screaming? I don't know. Just looking at the sign language lady makes me sick. I don't look nothing like her. I was, uh, I did a show with Jesse Payton the other day and I was roasting him from the stage while he was in the crowd. And he was so angry that he went to, went to social media and he posted, um, damn it. He posted a uh, a picture of me next to the sign language lady. I was like, "Well, I really hurt you, huh? You had to <laughs> you had to go lash out on social media with a picture of the sign language lady." Uh, all right, I've got three of the four downloaded. Just bear with me. It's always the new guys getting the whole show off the rails. Always the new guys or gals. I don't know. Maybe Mark is a girl. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to be Judgy McJudgerson. I wonder where the fuck did that go? Oh. This is complete and utter horseshit. Why is this taking so long? I, I don't know. That is the problem. This whole show is now gone. We're hemorrhaging uh, viewers. Actually, we're not. Why aren't we? We should be hemorrhaging viewers right now. How is this not possible? Oh, I didn't even know I had a screenshots 
folder. That's pretty dope. Let's see. Cut. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, here we go. Mark, you asshole. Hope you're happy. Not you, Mark G. I mean, you're probably an asshole too, but. All right, there's one. Uh, no, how are we going to do this? We got to put them. I got to put them all together. There's uh, two, three, and four. We'll go to my scene here. Do this the right way. Because you guys don't know how to act. Okay, just straight up. Let's see. One. Make that a little bigger. All right. That's one. Here is two. Okay. Three. Swear to God, if anybody says... That's the one I'm slapping the shit out of everybody. See, that's not even close. Like, that's not even close. That's terrible. I you got your bitch. Hey, what? No, that's the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. And then there's this trollop. All right, that was not appropriate. Don't, don't be calling people trollops, Barry. It's not okay. Here we go. And I know you guys are going to be like, oh, this is funny to say that he looks like the... Ch it's not. It's just like we don't even look... The we have the same haircut and we wear similar glasses. This one is the one that I look the most like with the chins and the fat and the nose and then the glasses and the hair. The rest of these, no, you lose. This is terrible. It's terrible. And I look nothing like these people. Nothing. You hear me? Nothing. Hold on, let's see. Sorry, my OCD is like killing me on this. All right, four. And I'm not even taking a vote because I know, I know y'all are going to want to choose sign language lady because that's the one I said I'd look the least like. There you go, Mark. Hope you're happy. Your stupid ass idea. Mark said the most like, sure, but still not twins. Well, no. No. But I, I, I don't, I mean, and this is racist uh, of you guys just because I have short hair and, and uh, glasses, which my glasses are in the other room. First one is the closest, but more like a relative. Well, first one like this. Are we saying this one is the first? What are we saying is the first? Here, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. Let me put, uh, let me just put some numbers on the screen. Here we go. Title. Text. Where's the fucking plain text? There we go. One. This is so dumb. Move this over here. Oh my gosh. This is out of control. This. Why am I wasting so much time on this? This is ridiculous. MC Search looks like if you and John Favreau had a baby. I don't even know who that is. 
Uh, Dick Willie said, oh, Barry on deck, don't hate me. You look like uh, Dr. Rachel Levine without a wig. Okay. Um, I'm sure this is supposed to be funny. Um, okay. Yeah, that's not even hilarious at all. I mean, you just picked an ugly white woman that wears glasses. And, yeah. It was a good try, Dick Willie, but it wasn't. I mean, this one, uh, yeah, this... Yeah, that one, that's a lot better. But you're just like, oh, let me find an ugly woman with glasses that would uh, be more hilarious uh, in my mind. Send me a picture of you, Dick Willie. Let's see what you look like. Hmm? Let's, say, let's, 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 let's look you up. Oh, my God, the nose is spot on. Oh, so now I look just like this woman because the nose is spot on got it i see how this works i see how this works um you guys are stupid that's the that's the funniest thing that's the funniest thing is like you look like this person like uh you know who's bad about that is dre on twitter like you could just be a white guy with glasses it's like oh you look just like this guy no the fuck i don't not even close. Um, no, we're not going to roast. This is too much. This is a whole way. And this is fucking stupid. This isn't even entertaining right now. It's not even entertaining. I, I gave it a shot. It's, it's fucking, it's dumb. We've done this a thousand fucking times. A thousand. And no, I'm not roasting anybody. I'm not roasting Dick Willie. Jet said it is to us. No, it's fucking stupid. It's stupid. And we've done this a thousand times on this show, Jet. Every new person comes in and goes, hey, you know what you look like? Your mom? The milkman? Your dad? I don't know who. Who do I look like? I can't wait for the hilarity to ensue. Who do I look like? Get, let, me, let me hear. Let me, let me hear the white person with short hair and a big nose that I look like. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Because you're so hilarious, I'm sure. Barry, I once had someone tell me I look like Jay Cutler. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, roast his face. No, I'm not, I'm not doing the roast thing. I'm not doing it. I've never seen that woman before, but with your glasses, she definitely looks like your first cousin material. All right, you're also racist, Amos. You're also racist. See, like Amos, Amos looks like uh, Amos looks like. See, I'm not gonna start this. I'm not gonna do it. My instinct is just to roast to everybody, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the more mature person here. I'm gonna be the more mature person. Um, yeah, so let's just keep rolling. You know what? I kind of, if Joel wasn't coming on, I'd probably just end this show. This is, that's, that's what I'm feeling like right now. Like, yeah, 
just go to another sports topic. Oh, let's see. Close all these out. And by the way, the new guy, Mark, can go fuck himself for derailing the show like that. No, I'm not doing a roast. I'm not roasting. I don't feel like roasting. I don't want to roast anybody. I don't give a fuck. Uh, you be funny. That's cool. Say all the people that I look like. Great. Yay. We're, we're really breaking new ground here on Barry on Deck by, by doing this. All right, well, I'm going to save that. I had one topic uh, basketball-related, but I'll save that for for Joel. Um, There's some new rules in baseball. Let's do that. If I can't quit the show, I'll just bring it to a grinding halt. (sighs) Definitely not Joe Burrow. Breaking news, Schefter reports Joe Burrow is offering Dick Williams flip for PayPal Pete and future prospects. That might be the funniest thing. It was said today. Thank you, Joe Pro. Finally, somebody in the chat contributed something that's actually funny. Alan said, I love you, Barry. You're bright on the light. I don't want your love right now, Alan. I don't want it. I don't want, I don't want, I don't need nobody telling me, oh, it's okay. No, it's not. Some days it's cool. It ain't fucking cool today. Plus, it's, I got to be patient. Let me just not. I'm going to start saying some shit that I regret. I'm not going to do it. Okay? Not going to do it. I watched The Mandalorian. If you don't want spoiler alerts, then you should turn away. Uh, What does it say? Trust this little attitude you ain't getting, getting mine. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Hey, what's up, Eric? Good to see you, buddy. I love what Mr. Pro said about taxes in the Discord. Oh, I didn't see that either. I got to go back to the Discord. It's been a it's been a bad week with the taxes thing. Let me just explain to you what happened. So I spent two days trying to get my taxes done because with Barry on deck and all of the shit that goes along with it, you would think that oh, you just show up and you just you go live and that's it. And there's that's not. Uh, and then with the, uh, with standup comedy, that's a separate business. And then some of the other shit, it's just, there's the amount of expenses that I have to itemize. It's crazy. And literally like I have to go pull from all these different, this is a fucking nightmare. I bet you, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to, uh, look and see like how many itemized expenses I have, but I'm willing to bet you it's probably, uh, close to like at least, at least 750 different itemized things that I have to account for at least. Uh, what's up? Joe pro said it's Thursday. I'm Thursday. Good to see y'all. Cheers. Fools. You want bad. The government took North of 10 K from me. Well, but I saw your post on the discord. I don't know why my voice cracked right there. Uh, but you weren't taking taxes out and that's part of the problem. Like every month on the 15th, I take 25% of my income and I put it into a savings account. Well, I should say every time I make money, regardless of what it is, since I'm an independent contractor, self-employed and all that bullshit, I take 25% of everything I make 
and I put it into account. And on the 15th of every month, uh, I send that as estimated taxes to the government. So I'm paying, uh, but then, and then I, I have to go in and deduct that and claim it. So then they're like, well, your income, you would be taxed this much. And then you have to tell them, well, I paid estimated taxes on this much. But in your case, Stephen, which was fucked up, um, they did you dirty by not taking it out. And that's what happens too, though. Like, as a comedian, you don't, they don't, the club just gives you a check. If they're like, we're going to pay you, you know, whatever. Let's use round numbers. We're going to pay you $2,000. They don't take taxes out. I'm an independent contractor. I'm 1099. So they just give you $2,000 and it's up to you to deal with it. So I have to take the 2000 take 25% of the 2000 which sucks because now you're like, well, I didn't make 2000 I made 1500 Because the government gets their cut and then you got to save it. Well, then I got to, because of that, I got to itemize when I'm on the road. So I got to do all my mileage, but then I got to itemize um, you know, home office is just, it's a fucking nightmare. And I should, first of all, it's my fault. I shouldn't have waited until Monday to start my taxes, knowing how big of a nightmare it is. Uh, but 48 hours wasn't enough time to get all the expenses entered. That's fucked up. And then I find out, and then I find out at the 11th hour that I had, my buddy is a, uh, a uh, financial advisor for Morgan Stanley. And um, it, we had reconnected. We were high school best friends, and now we reconnected. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm moving all my money to you, bro. And so I did, but uh, I didn't realize that I had all these stock options. I mean, I knew I had them, but I had a shit ton of stock options from back when I was in the corporate America. I was in management, and they give it to you. And then when we moved everything over, part of those assets is they just, they sell them and then they invest it in something else. Well, the sell, I find out. So let's just, we'll just use round numbers. And this isn't the exact numbers, but let's say that I was given these stock options at 10 bucks. At the time we were going to move them, they were worth uh, 70 bucks. And so I had a thousand. So then he goes basically like, oh, you've got $70,000 in income from selling that stock that you owe taxes on. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? He was like, yeah, because we had the tax or because you had the stock and we sold it and moved it, you may have to pay capital gains on the stock because when you got it, it was worth ten. You don't have to pay it on that, but you got to pay it on the difference. And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, you're like, what? And that was at, I don't know, like 3 p.m. on Tuesday, on the 18th. I was just like, oh, this fucking sucks. So I thought I could get it all done before midnight, and I did. I had filed my extension at 11.50 p.m. on the 18th. I was like, fuck. Got to revisit all this shit. So. Double Ross said I switched from independent contractor to an S corp. I was the same way and saved 25% before you don't benefit from owning a business that way. I write off shit like Trump. Now, I mean, I write off a ton of stuff. Don't get me wrong. And I have an LLC, um, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if an S corp is the way to go. 
I guess you're saying just pay myself a salary, but yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And Scorp, you write off everything except mortgage, groceries, clothes, and some utilities. Now, see, I get to write off because I do home office deduction. Um, I don't write off my salary, but I write off, yeah, I do like the whole home office deduction, which is, again, you got to itemize that. Because then what's crazy, what's crazy, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Um, if you do the home office deduction, because this is my home office. This is my job, right? But basically, I get to write off like, Anything that I spend to take care of the home as a whole, I get to deduct the percentage of it that I deduct my home office, right? So if my home office is 100 square feet and my house is 2,000 square feet, I get to deduct 5%. So if I pay an exterminator, you know, 500 bucks, I get to deduct 5% of that off my taxes, now you can't do it for individual stuff. So, like, if I'm like, oh, I painted the cabinets in the kitchen, I don't get to deduct that as an expense because it was in the kitchen. If I paint that, I get to deduct it. Um. So, yeah. Double Rod said, yeah, I used to do that, too. I worked from home. I saved 20K switching last year to an S-Corp. Fuck, maybe I need to talk to a tax person. <laughs> Steven, the other guy said, can you deduct alcohol as a business expense? Uh... No, I mean, I probably could, but Alex, I'm still learning all this LLC stuff for next year. Yeah, well, make sure you, whatever you do, I mean, Alex, I would definitely talk to, um, I would talk to a tax advisor because it matters. It really does. It matters. I tell you what, I saw Reyes say, uh, thanks a lot, Democrats in the chat. And I know that was tongue in cheek and you're fucking around, but. You know when my tax situation got worse? It was Trump's tax deal. I used to get money back every year. And then when Trump did his little tax plan, that fucked me up, man. Like, I went from getting 3000 back to owing 8000 I was like, what the fuck happened? A lot of my deductions, I don't get to claim. Like, like your, your, my property tax is capped. It was bullshit. Like, one year... Uh, it cost me, I think it's capped at 10 K and last year before I protested it, um, I think I had like my property taxes was something like almost $13,000. Then I, I couldn't deduct three grand. Thanks Trump. Yeah. And this is not politics. This is just fucking whoever Democrats, Republicans, fuck them all. Give me the flat tax and let's move on. This is some bullshit. Uh, you look like my CPA. Don't start that shit, Broncos. Don't start that shit. Uh, we can dump tea. I don't know what that means. Uh, there's a fine line you walk with a good CPA that save you a bunch. Yeah, but then I ended, I had a CPA. I mean, he wasn't good, but man, I ended up doing all the goddamn work. I might as well do it myself. That's funny. With Trump's tax deal, I got more deductions. Now I have to itemize shit. I'm 1099 too. Oh, interesting. Well, you do own a ranch, but no, no. Uh, Stephen, what other guy said, how is it capped? Is that a Montgomery County thing? No, you're only allowed to claim 10 grand on your taxes. This is what TurboTax said. What is, uh, let's see, what is the max 
amount you can claim in the property tax for 2022 federal. 10000 That's the cap. That's according to TexasRealEstate.com. Not all property tax deductions are limited. What? What? But yeah, that's what I, that's what the t- fucking TurboTax was like. 10000 I ended up having to admit defeat at uh, 11.50 on Tuesday. So it fucked my whole week up. Not in a good mood. And I got these new assholes coming in the chat. You look like this person. You look like that person. Real mature. Grow up, everybody. This ain't the week. Uh, hey, what's up, Maddie T? I didn't even realize that was you. My bad. What's up, dude? Good to see you, buddy. Still owe a trip down to Maddie T's to hang out and see the process. We still got to make that happen, bro. Uh, let's see. Future sponsor idea. Get TurboTax to sponsor the show. Actually, what I need is uh, I want somebody to sponsor the, the patio show. I need to get a cigar company. I need a, I need a liquor company to sponsor shots. <laughs> I need a cigar sp- company to sponsor the patio show. And yeah, ter- is there a reason why you want to do your own taxes? Uh, it's cheaper. I don't know. What's up, Joel? Are you ready, buddy? I heard you chime in. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Let's get it. Thank you for saving the show, Joel. It's been a goddamn nightmare. These kids today over here giving me shit. It hasn't been that bad. Just a few, just a few morons. You know how that goes. Uh, all right. So let's do this. Joining me on the show right now, as he does almost every single week when he's not gallivanting around the country on vacay, which I hope it was good. Uh, but from the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, you can hear him every Monday through Friday from noon until 3. Uh, spent 23 years with the Houston Rockets in the NBA, another four with the Portland Trail Blazers. 27 years of NBA experience, which is why we have him on the show. Plus, he's my bestie. Uh, Join me on the program right now. Joe Blake, buddy. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, a little pain you love to you. I um, I feel your pain with taxes. Yeah. I feel the pain of getting off a vacation in which that little rat with the ears hammered me at Disneyland for excessive amounts of time and money. But I am also very upset that I did not get to speak to you last week because I made my best efforts. But let's make up for it because I'm here for the long haul, whatever we need to do. Let's do it, man. Uh, and I appreciate you. And was it, did y'all have a good time, though? I mean, you know, vacations with family, yeah, I mean, it, it could go either way, right? It could either be a blast or it can be kind of rough, exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, at least and I were laughing about it yesterday. We were both just like completely drained and wanting to go to bed at like eight. But we were like, that's the only vacation where we slept less than we already don't sleep when we were at home during a regular week. Because like you got five kids, my two and uh, Lisa's brother has three boys. And they were on from like 6 a.m. to midnight every single day. So it was like, Oh my God, it, the alarm would go off. We're like, already? And we're on vacation. <laughs> okay. And yeah. Disney, I don't want to hear about it. I, I mean, really? I saw more people that looked like they were spending their rent money and didn't care about, like, bro, Is it you expensive? can buy a pre. 
so everything is yeah. like like for instance, I mean everything has gone the, up the, across the board, but specifically but like Disney? the kids' chicken fingers and fries twenty seven dollars for kids. What? That's one meal, like twenty in tax. Oh hell so then, no! And then like you know it's it's and like that California tax is, is a lot too. Oh no, no doubt. And then like the the Maddie wants one of the the light up it shoots bubbles and it looks like one of the print Disney princesses. Three bucks. Taylor wants and she Taylor doesn't give a rat's ass about Star Wars, but because her cousins do, she wants a <laughs> lightsaber. And of course Lisa's like, Yeah, get her the lightsaber, we'll pay you back. How much was the lightsaber? Forty five dollars for a flashlight with a tube on the end of it. I'm like, wow. oh yeah, we just have to keep sucking it up as. We're I didn't even pay that much for That's a flashlight. That is, dude. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm telling you, I walked out of there like punch drunk and shell shocked. They had the one I forget. I don't even know what the freaking movie is, but it was the auto one where even the kids get to drive the cars. And at the end, it's like it's not Auto Nation, but it's something like that. Yeah. And, and at the end, they go, "Does does your driver want their own driver's license?" And of course, my answer is no. No. And Lisa's like, "Oh, we gotta do it." So then we do it, and Taylor goes, but mom, it's my ID, and you're in it. Lisa goes, oh, don't worry, we'll do another. Oh, sure we will, because there's $20 down the toilet, and she's never getting carded with it, or she's never going to go drive to the store with it. But, yeah, that's a good idea. Dude. Oh. Yeah. So well, glad to be back. Now I, feel, <laughs> now I feel bad for complaining. God, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, and then I feel all your pain with the taxes. It's yeah. yeah. I, I I couldn't even imagine spending a, what that must have cost. Oh my god, and nothing's cheap as it is, much less in California. Everything's expensive in California. Oh, so. then God forbid the temperature drops below fifty and everybody needs sweatshirts because <laughs> holy shit! Says the guy from Wisconsin. Ah, what do you Barrett, mean? It's cold. I was the one. What time out? So you're gonna eat your words here. <laughs> I'm the only one in the 11-person party that was in t-shirt sleeves the entire time. No shit. Even when it dropped below 50. Now, my yeah. kids and my wife, they needed the $75 sweatshirt. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're used to it. You're used to the cold. You're just like, all right, you guys got to man up here. I, the, I mean, you Wisconsinites know what cold is. I man up. Well, that sounds like a lawsuit yeah that sounds like it's a rational discussion erickerson this is joel sounds like me when we went to new york earlier this year yeah i think that's a just a dad thing you know what i mean it's just like hey <laughs> reyes said post joel's cash out come on buddy we gotta get you some funds we gotta raise some cash for you hey, believe me at this point based on taxes and disney i'll accept <laughs> oh, shit. I, you won't have to tell me twice i will accept uh By that's way, you hilarious. came up today on the show back in the suspect days we were talking about your nonstop love and commitment to Chick-fil-A that got us yeah. Chick-fil-A people in studio yeah. and got us yeah. halfway to where we wanted to go. We got yeah. gift cards, but we didn't get, get the, black, the cards. black cards. Yeah. That's... And by the way, did I tell you that uh, Lisa got one? Yeah. It hurt. Yeah. She's vegan. You let me know shortly so that... after. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after but, she but got, let, let after I got yet. let go is when you told me, which was like, ah, oh, thanks. Well, because I was trying to say that she could probably stop and buy you meals with it because she's vegan. Yeah, no shit, right? That's great. Yeah, Give the vegan the salad part of that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, uh, do you get to use it? I mean, you don't really eat there, do you? 
No. Well, so then they, they changed it. So we had it for a year, and she never used it, always had it. But we used it for the kids a few times. Of course. Then they changed it. They don't do it anymore. They give you like a, a deck of cards that are you have the choice of either nuggets or a sandwich for the lunch ones and either a breakfast talk or a breakfast. And so it's like <laughs> yeah. they they cut their losses. That's what that's what we originally had. Um, it was yeah. like the girlfriend of a listener or whatever. And she ran the Chick-fil-A there on 610. And, yep. uh, yeah, they would come in and just give us a stack of cards. Remember? And we just, yeah. So they went, they went that full time. No black card anymore. Huh? That's a damn nope. shame. Mm-hmm. It was the a clout, racial thing. The they cl- went away yeah. from it. The clout yeah. on those, man. It's like, you might as well have a black Amex. You have a, you have the Chick-fil-A card. You're balling. I know me. Dude, I would be you, Jesus. You put that on eBay it, it, oh. it, for the Houston area. Whew. Shit. I'm trying to see how many points do I have with Chick-fil-A right now. Um, and this is, you know, I don't nearly eat as much as I did doing the show. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Joel. This is not the week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, January used to be the time that we used to get everybody fired up, but... You know, my my P's and Q's. I'm just here to talk basketball. Oh my god, that was so funny. Uh, I have eleven thousand two hundred seventy-seven Chick Fil A points. Is that what does lot? that even mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't. What does that mean? I don't know either. Uh, that's a lot, though. I'm almost a red member. It takes. You get your own coop. I need ten thousand points to be a red member. Which I, oh no, seven thousand more at the red house. At the red, somebody brought. Red I saw that. Somebody out. tweeted that. They were like, "Whoever thought of this is hilarious." I was like, "Bitch, you're about three years late." Yep. Of course, I, I think I'll we were my late taxes. Too. Uh, all right, so let's talk some NBA. We got a lot to catch okay. up on. I have questions for you. Let's start with uh, um, the most obvious one. Um, the biggest one, I think. Well, I mean, there there a couple of them are big. Let's just start with the one where I think it's being talked about the most. Did Dylan Brooks screw up by, by quote, poking the bear? Uh, is, this, is this one of those things where you're, you're best not to anger LeBron James? At a certain point, you, you can't care about that, right? I mean, I, I think when you talk about, and we were talking about a little bit on the show today, what are you trying to do for your end goal for your career? Like if you're trying to focus on trying to be an all-star or be a hall of famer or being, you know, legendary as a player, then you probably wouldn't do something like that. But if you're realistic in your beliefs about your career and re- and going, I'm just going to be another guy that played in the league, probably I make a good living and I do some things, then you can go the route of a guy that is known more for his antics and his attitude than he is his abilities. And so I think from a Dylan Brooks perspective, he knows who he is. He's an antagonistic guy. He likes to to poke the bear and stir the pot. He, with that, will find value with teams that need someone that has to have a little more it, a little more tough guy or cockiness or confidence. And there'll be teams that'll probably overpay him because of it. I mean, Lance Stevenson stuck around for longer than he probably should have based on that. Great point. Great point. 
There are, there are guys that made Pat Beverly has made more money than he probably should have because more than just being a good defensive player, he was a pot stirrer and he, he did what he did when I, I lived it. I was there every bit of every home and road game in that series with OKC. I was there when he did what he did to Russ. Mm-hmm. When he's on your team. Happened right in front of you every, almost, right? It was at the scorer's table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he's on your team, he will get Christmas cards from everyone in your fan base. <laughs> when he plays against you, you hate his ass and you want nothing to do with him. And I used to say this about him, Matt Harpering, when he played for the Jazz, when the Rockets mm-hmm. were really good. And like these are guys that when they're on another team, you hate them to death and and you would never send them a Christmas card. But when they're on your team, your entire fan base wants to buy them a Christmas tree. Like yeah. that's that's what it comes down to, and that's who he is. Did he but is this is is that going to have an outcome on this series is does that get the attention of LeBron James because I, I saw and I don't know if you watched it this morning but on get out or sit down or shut up or whatever it's called um they had they had uh Brian Windhorse on there and he was saying that this that speaking that, of what happened in January when we were running the usual suspects but his basic point was this is just Dylan Brooks trying to get LeBron James to try to take over games because they know that that's the that would be the worst outcome for the Lakers is not getting AD involved and letting LeBron be the man to prove a point that that's exactly what they want. Are you buying any of that? No, because you know what, Barry? AD showed you exactly who he was last night. Mm. AD could have gotten involved. AD doesn't get involved. AD gets criticized for two things. Not that he doesn't have the ability to be a top five player in this league every single day. It's because he can't stay healthy. And when he's healthy, he can't stay relevant. Like mm. when you need him most are the times when he is he is least effective for your squad. So Dylan Brooks shouldn't have to do anything. And the Lakers are playing right into their hands anyway. You had to be careful because if you poke that bear, no matter how old he is, he's capable of putting up a monster game, but also getting other teammates involved that can do things that can keep them in a series. In a series when you're playing without John Morant, you're not up 2-0, right? The Lakers looked very content with just going home 1-1, going, we have home court. We're good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think you need to poke anybody or do anything more than just try and tread water till Ja comes back, because without Ja, they're going nowhere. But with Ja, they have a chance to get a few rounds into the tournament, maybe longer. I, I don't think they're good enough to win at all. No. So yeah. I don't think what he did was smart by any means because you don't need the extra drama. You've got enough just with your own locker room with what Ja has done all year and what happened in game one. But this is, you know, and then Dylan Brooks puts on the sunglasses with the, the Mr. T starter set on and, and tries to be that guy. Well, that's yeah. just so he can get that money. That's that's all that is, is more cameras, more attention, more people will become a household name because of it. They'll know who Dylan Brooks is. Otherwise, no one – they think Dylan Brooks played point guard for the Rockets when they had a 40-win team in Luis Scola, not Aaron Brooks. Oh, by the way, they went to the same school. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah but that – but you're right, and that was a, that was a comment that they made. It was like, yeah, this guy is just – I mean, look at him. That the, the, look how he did the interview. That this is all about him. It has really nothing to do with what he was trying well, to do on the court. So you know what? And here's the thing. It's interesting because the key story before this was the Draymond Green situation. Yeah, which is going to be my Dray, next Dray, n- n- 
and, and here's my question that I would throw back to you too for your opinion on this. But again, something we talked about on the show today, I was adamant in the fact that one, he should have been suspended. One, because of his reputation. Two, because he showed no remorse in the way he handled it post-incident. And then three, the arrogance that he thinks he is above his 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 status in the league because he's won championships. He thinks he should be considered like true superstars. And also the arrogance of not respecting your own teammates. Like yeah. you're in this for more than you right now. This isn't a regular season game in Cleveland on a Tuesday night. This could be the difference between you staying in a series with a chance to win it and repeat as champions, or you going home early and he looks no further than his own career. In, in the Cleveland series, if he's not suspended for one of those games in the finals, they probably win it. He doesn't, they lose, they lost the series. Yeah. So this is where you start believing your own clippings and your own press and your own podcasts to the point where you believe you are greater than you are. And that's a problem. So he, I think Dylan Brooks would like, and ironically, these are the two guys that have been going at each other all year long. Yeah. And Dylan Brooks is Draymond Green light. He wants to be the next Draymond Green. Well, <clears throat> that's not that's not exactly a, a a good thing in in at least in the playoffs. So let's talk a little Draymond. Did the NBA get it right? You seem to say yes. Uh they got it right. Let me ask you this. And by the way, if y'all guys have a question for Joel, put hashtag ask the hammer in the chat, just like Joe Pro did, and I will add it to the queue. Uh, Eric Resendez, I saw your question, even if you didn't put the hashtag, but I saw it, so I have that added to the queue as well. So we got two ready to go. My question is, um, not just did they did the NBA get this right, was if 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 they did, was it enough? Was it too much? I mean, what should have happened? Part one, part two. Did they do a disservice to Draymond by ignoring um, his complaints? Because if you go back and watch Joel Sabonis, there was a lot of dirty shit that he was doing uh, throughout the first two games. So, I I mean I feel like Draymond has a point, but you can't you got to play that two wrongs don't make a right game, right? You can't just get up and stomp on the dude. What you need to do is do the old Daryl Morey thing and put your little video together and send it to the league and say this guy's being a bully, which would be hilarious coming from Draymond. But he's got a point. But now, as like you said, his reputation has him in the position he's in. Did they get it right? What are your thoughts on this? Just get, just good, you know, overall. First and foremost, they got it right. And they got it right because you can't worry about whether he did or didn't try and hold the ankle or not before the stomp. The yeah. fact is, the stomp. the stomp. Yeah. The rule itself says excessive, non-basketball-like behavior. Uh. If you were trying to free up your leg, you'd be swinging it out and trying to get away from him. When you not only put it back down on his torso but you can see him pushing down on it and pushing off to go forward. That's all the league needs to see to be able to substantiate. There was egregious over the top non-basketball behavior that we can penalize. Then when you factor in the no remorse and the demonstrative behavior and the fact that he is and has done what he is and has done, it was a no brainer to me. And Jeremy fought me on it on the show. And I'm like, I'm just telling you what the league sees they don't see anything prior to that foot going back down when it didn't have to and then pushing down on his abdomen. 
Other than that, they don't care about whatever everybody else is focused on. That's the first and foremost that says, no matter what else, that alone tells me he's getting a game and a substantial penalty. Now, the other stuff, you're right. Like Monty McNair, the GM of the Kings, there's a reason why they went through x-rays and freaking MRIs and and he was as demonstrative as he was. Because Monty McNair came from Daryl Morey's system here with the Rockets. I know Monty well. Monty knows that before the league made a decision for the Kings to put out press releases that said there's further evaluations going on with the severity of Donatus Mont- uh, um, Demontis Sabonis. Sabonis, and there's a chance he might not play in game three. Well, the league basically is being, it's posturing to get the league pressured to doing what the Kings wanted, which of course they're going to want. They want Draymond out of the game. Yeah. From the flip side, the Warriors don't need, I mean, again, from experience alone now, Warriors were the team that were the reason why Daryl Morey concocted an 88-page document after they got bounced from the playoffs to point out all the missteps of the officials in a seven-game series when they were the team that missed 27 straight threes. But it was the ref's fault. Yeah. So both teams have had enough experience with this through Daryl. It's like six degrees of Daryl Morey that they should have known there's a different way to handle all this. And Draymond, by the way, more than anybody else, he should have known. Yeah, that's the thing is he's got to learn how to control himself, right? Like it, it, you, you, play, you don't want to take the fight out of him, but at the same time, you can retaliate without doing something that gets you suspended. Because I'm telling you right now, uh, Shopmaster had a question early in the show. And I told him I would ask you. I answered it. But I'm curious what your thoughts are. And, and we'll keep the Draymond discussion going. But it mm-hmm. kind of ties into it. Is this a must win now for the Warriors or the Kings? Because the Warriors are down 0-2, but they're going home. Um, in game three with no Draymond. That was Shop's question. Who's the who's who's on the hook for the must win in game three? It's a must win for the Warriors. It's a must win for the Warriors because they're an awful road team this year. And you're playing a team, first time in the playoffs in God knows how long, a raucous crowd, a young team that knows when they got momentum on their side, they feel invincible. And they don't fear a Warriors team that a lot of teams, as you get deeper in the playoffs, fear. And they know that they're wounded. If you're the Warriors, you have to find a way to win your home games just so that you can try and squeak one road game out, which you haven't been able to get majority of the season, and which is unlike their team, but this is who they are. So it's more of a must win. The Kings know going home. I I fully anticipated the Warriors were going to win the next two games. But until they prove to me they can win on the road, I think it's still Sacramento series, which is surprising to me, but Warriors just haven't figured it out yet. So – that's what's crazy to me. <coughs> yeah, yeah, I, I it, it's yeah, you're. Uh, I, I, it's a great point. Um, do you think that um, are they getting beat with their own medicine? I heard somebody talking about that. They said, by the way, Mike Brown, coach of the year, uh, deservedly so. But you know, he comes from that system, and I mentioned it a little bit just because, and I didn't come up with this idea, but. Um, they were saying how it's that fast, frenetic pace, nonstop, uh, constantly going uh, offense. Like they're they don't they don't care how accurate they are. They just want to get up shots, and they feel like it'll it'll take care of itself. And that's kind of how the Warriors were, right? Like they're they just they all the pressure 
was on the defense when the Warriors had the ball as opposed to the other way around. That's kind of how Sacramento plays. Are they getting beat with their own medicine, so to speak? Maybe. I'll even go so far as to go back again to Daryl Morey and say the one thing that Monty also was just, it was entrenched into everything that he did every day was threes are greater than two. Threes and layups win you games and can win you series. So get up as many as you can. And I think the Warriors, look, they're they're also not, I wouldn't say a victim of this, but the Warriors are a product of having some of the best players at their given positions to do what exactly the Daryl Morey formula is. I mean, you're not going to find better shooters than the greatest shooter of all time in Steph Curry and one of the best three-point shooters of all time in Klay Thompson. And then you add different pieces. The problem with the Warriors are, They've paid so much money to keep these guys and a Jordan pool that they don't have the, the kind of significant role players they've had in the past. And those key four core players are getting older. So now Draymond Green, who is consistently a triple single, not a triple double. I mean, he'll give you single digits in three different categories, but that's not the same. The value that he would bring from his ability to read defenses and set picks and play team basketball and hit the open man and know where guys are going that is devalued so much by the fact that he doesn't get up and down the floor as much. He's not as quick as he once was. He can't hold his own in the post as well as he used to with younger players. And then you take a Clay who's up for a contract and you say, Clay Thompson, I'm not sure he's a max player anymore. I mean, the, the major surgeries, the fact that he can still shoot it, but it's hard to believe you're saying it. But at the same time, Clay Thompson might be relegated to being more of a role player on a good team than he is a superstar anymore. Whereas you've got a blooming superstar in De'Aaron Fox. You've got one of the, an all-star big man in Sabonis. A great, great pickup in Monk, who the Lakers, I'm sure, are kicking themselves that they let get away. You know, they've got good young pieces. They've got Harrison Barnes and some older, some veteran guys that the Rockets could sorely take a page out of their book and understand the value of that. And that whole momentum thing. They're clicking. They're confident. They believe... They can play with anybody right now, and the Warriors aren't telling them to think differently. So I I think that Mike Brown and his system, coupled with Monty McNair and his upbringing through Daryl, it's the perfect storm for Sacramento right now. And, you know, it's funny because in the as the regular season was winding, winding down, you and I had several discussions about, man, the bottom half of the West could be super scary. And the Kings were one of those teams that were... I wouldn't say disrespected, but I don't think anybody took them serious enough because it was I think like overlooked. Yeah, yeah, overlooked is a great word. Yeah, and and now it's like, oh shit. Well, I guess we got that wrong because they are for real, and they've been doing it all year, and it just hasn't stopped. So it's been pretty impressive. Um, did you see where they're not allowed to take cowbells into the stadium in in San Francisco now for the That's Warriors ridiculous. games? I mean, like, this is the old Tad Brown run Rockets days where he was trying to get zip codes checked so that team uh, people coming from the cities of the visiting team weren't allowed to buy tickets. And it's like, you know what's an easier solution? Sell the tickets to your fans first so that they're not available. But if you can't get your fan base motivated to buy them, why in the world are you looking to go so far as to take zip codes and say, oh, you can't have those six tickets in the 14th row because you might wear the visiting team's colors. Sell your own damn tickets. Like, yeah. if, you're the, if you're the Warriors in this sold-out, overpriced, ridiculously expensive arena 
with this team that you have with this supposed super loyal fan base. Why are you worried about <laughs> cowbells and Kings fans? Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. Let, let fans be fans. Why are you taking the fun out of that for them? Uh, all right, we have a ton of questions coming in, so let's let's go. Good. I have more, but let's do these first. Uh, Eric Resendez was the first one. He said, talking about uh, Big, how long till the 76ers fans turn on Harden? Dude looks super slow, and he is on his Harden playoffs Cancun deal already. I don't think so, Eric. I, I think that this might be a blessing in disguise that James finally, for the first time in his career, can succumb to what the realistic approach to a team should be, which is you're not their best player. If you believe that Joel Embiid is your best player and then you play like it and you don't have to shoot it every time down, well, you're a better team than any team James Harden's ever played on. And so when you do that, and you and I've said this time and time again, and you know this, as much as I, I know there are shortcomings that I like to point out about James Harden that I've experienced firsthand, he's an unbelievable passer. He's got great court vision. He can make team teammates better if he chooses to do so. And I think it's a blessing that he has to accept that he's not the man on this team because he gets more people involved. Now Maxi and, and, and all these different guys that could have been frozen out by Harden trying to get his are right in the middle of it, getting shots, knocking down open jumpers, giving them better options, and taking pressure off of Embiid. I think that's why Philly's dangerous. I, I think that... James Harden, unlike any other team he might have been associated with when he's been in the playoffs in the past, has finally come to the reality that we're better as a team if I'm not thinking I'm the best player on it. And so, so I think it's a good thing. He's playing team basketball, and that's scary that you've got a guy that Might be good. for the first time since he yeah. played in Oklahoma City. Which, by the way, I, I wanted to make a point I forgot, uh, but when we were talking Warriors-Kings, I didn't watch the second game. I didn't get a chance to. I did watch the first game. And you know what my takeaway from that first game was? Steph Curry is a huge liability in this series on defense. Defensively. I mean, it is is glaring how bad he is on defense in this series. If you go back to the last year that the Rockets were playing them and then look at subsequent, even last year's playoffs, the biggest struggle the Warriors had defensively was that teams were single-handedly isolating Steph Curry and running pick and rolls just to get Steph matched up on whoever they wanted to score and then scoring at will. Yeah, Like, it's one thing to say he's undersized, but he's under strength and he's also under quick and he's starting to get and under And he's under-skilled at, uh, on defense. He's just at not defense. a good defender. He's not. And so teams are going to go right at him. And he's so good offensively that the Warriors don't want to change up too much because they don't want him to work harder on defense right? because of how important he is on offense. Yeah. So they'd rather take their chances and hope the big men can come over and help. But Steph never was a great defender. But now at this point in his career, some of the things that let him slide by as a defender, the quickness, a, a little bit more stability and strength in well, terms of like if there was some physicality, he's not there anymore. And just having a younger team around him to help. I mean, those guys are all older. You know, you got yep. Draymond's not as quick as he was, nor is Clay to, to be able to double or help. So, or fight through picks or make up for the deficiencies of him trying to get through some of those screens and picks. So, uh, all right. Joe Pro had a question for you. Hashtag ask the hammer. Is a Draymond Green suspension a playoff tradition now? It kind of feels like it. <laughs> and I think that. Really, he should look in the mirror and answer the question himself because he has no one to blame but himself. Yeah. Because the league, 
as much as we say that he has a reputation, the one thing the league has a reputation of doing is letting him getting away with way too much complaining and bickering and berating of the officials and doing things that are spelled out as a reason to get technical fouls. Because they they don't want to call too much attention to him and the fact that he's getting away with it and the fact that at a certain point he could get suspended. But if they're even trying to help him out more by not calling as much on him for those things, then he has no one to blame for himself when he takes it to the point where no one can bail him out anymore. There's nothing that anyone can do when the video shows you just crossed that line and you went too far and you've done it before and God knows you'll probably do it again. And so the question then becomes, Barry, are the Warriors facing the end of this dynasty? Because mm. he's coming up on free agency. He wants max money. Like, that's what we just got done talking about. Is yeah. a triple single? I mean, you can get that at Wendy's with fries and you don't have to pay yeah. full price. If you're thinking that a triple single is going to get you max money, from who? Some people on our show today wanted it to be the Rockets. I'm like, oh my God. are you out of your mind? It could that's be the absolute worst thing. Yeah. Because it would blow up the locker room. He would think he's running the whole show. He couldn't back up his his words with actions because he can't. This is the whole conversation you and I used to have about his Robert Oria Hall of Famer. When you average seven points a game, <laughs> I don't care how much jewelry is in your jewelry drawer. Yeah. It doesn't constitute being one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. Yeah. And like I said, Clay Clay's going to be a free agent too. If Clay thinks he's a max player and Golden State doesn't, we might see Curry being the only guy left from the, the that regime of, of all those championships. And really, he's the only one that's worth the max money at this point. He still even, is offensively, no he, doubt. Yeah, even with his defensive deficiencies, he's just that good offensively. That yeah, you're right. Uh, the yeah. And if you had more Wiggins type players that could yeah. help him defensively by sliding over and kind of covering for him when a guy beats him off the dribble instead of guys that can be a liability. Look, we're talking about Clay and Draymond. They used to be unbelievable defenders. They're shells of themselves defensively too. That's why as a unit, they're so bad defensively. Little X's and O's. And again, I'm not, this isn't my realm. It's yours more so. Um, Is there something that the Warriors can do? Is there something to see? I mean, maybe run some more zone make Steph give Steph an area to defend as opposed to trying to stay with somebody. Cause I feel like an older team would benefit from, from whatever rules allow in the NBA allow zone. I, I don't know. I, you feel like they would be onto that. If that were the case, I don't know. Is there question? Well, the reason why I don't think so is because of what you said. I think an older team can't cover as much ground recovering if they're helping. So, the, the smarter de- de- veteran defensive players the Warriors have can do the first part right. They can go over, slide off their guy, and reco- and, and, and help cle- uh, Curry out early. The recovery is where they get hurt because now athletic younger players can make a, a – we call it a show, but they can show on the double to get the offensive player to pull up. The minute they pull up, they can recover and get out to their man quicker so that the, their man's not left wide open. As you get older – you're slower and, and your lateral quickness dissipates. Now you can do the first part, help Steph stop his guy. But now chances are you're not going to get back and get your own guy. Mm-hmm. So I think that from a defensive perspective, it's more going to have to be pick your poison. You're going to have to decide if Fox is isolated on Curry. If you decide to double him 
At the same time, you're also having to make a decision on who are we not going to cover at all. Uh-huh. And does Sacramento have a guy that you trust will miss more than they make? Is it Harrison Barnes? Is it, you know, one of the young, is it Keegan? Is it, is it one of the younger guys or one of the guys less experienced that you believe you'll roll the dice with them rather than Fox and Sabonis and, and, and Monk beating you? Or uh-huh. even her, uh, a herder. Herder's a guy that can, can hurt you with his shooting. But he also hasn't had that much experience to where if it's put on his shoulders, you don't know how he's going to react. And it's funny because we've seen a little bit of that in that 76ers series where they started doubling Joel Embiid. They were just like, like anybody but Joel Embiid can beat us on this team, including James. And then you just got to live with it and, and, yeah. and tip your cap. If a maxi makes shots, okay. you know, then, yeah. then you know what? Then you guys are doing what you need to do. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm not asking that question, Tony. Even though it's ask the hammer, this is NBA talk, not soccer talk. Get out of here. Scram, beat it, kid. I'm not asking that question. Uh, Total Dallas had a question. Okay. Well, the Mavs say. are out. <laughs> well, the Mavs are out. <laughs> uh, but he said, uh, hashtag Answer ask to the your hammer. question, Dallas is no longer in the playoffs. Why does my coworker not believe me when I tell him Philly's coming out of the East? Who's coming out of the East? Is it is is Total Dallas right? Is it Philly? No, I, I think that I think obviously a lot rides on Giannis's health. Yeah, I think Milwaukee is one of the deepest teams, if not the deepest team in the league, if they're healthy. But with that said, they're lot they have liabilities because Chris Middleton. We're talking about max players that aren't max players. Chris Middleton right now, if Milwaukee's lucky, opts out of his deal and does you a solid. Because he's not a max player. Even when he's healthy, he's not a max player. So I think that he hurts them as much as Drew Holiday, supposedly their third option, can help them. I don't think that Milwaukee is good unless Chris Middleton is great. I don't know if Chris Middleton's going to be great. And then if Giannis isn't 100%, he's not going to be great. So I think Milwaukee's vulnerable. I think Boston is the most complete and solid team in the East. Al Horford can do enough on Embiid to where the younger, more athletic Tatum and Brown and all the guys that the Celtics have can give the the Sixers fits. And on the flip side, who's going to guard Tatum and Brown and all the guys that they have too, and Marcus Smart. So I think Boston, if it's not Milwaukee, I think Boston is a step above Philadelphia. But I think it's interesting because I think it's between those three teams. So I think that um, Philly's got a shot total Dallas. I just don't – I wouldn't put them as the favorite. Yeah, and that was Ron's uh, question. He's he had a hashtag ask the hammer. Who's the favorite coming out of the East? And so Boston is the answer. Um, they, I think they, right now, I think yeah, if Milwaukee's healthy and they're up two yeah. zero on Miami, then I'd say Milwaukee is the, the the king of the throne until you, someone beats them. But I think when you look at it, I think the only thing that could stop Boston right now is if at head coach you have inexperience that somehow in some way bites them in a key game. Yeah. But I think that they've had a team that's been experienced. They're a very deep team. They have a ton of offensive options. And I think that they, because they've been there in the past, I think you've got to give them more credit than Philly at this point. All right, so who's your – knowing what we know right now, what about the West? Who do you see coming out of the West based off of where we're at right now? You know, I know Denver's playing well. I, I don't put any quietly too, right? Well, dude, there's yeah. n- there's been no talk about Denver. It feels like during the regular season, during the postseason, like it's just you talk about flying under the radar or overlooked. The Kings might be playing second fiddle to Denver in that department. 
Here's here's the only the key to me for Denver, because you're right. I think that look, if you take the top three teams in the West, you could easily say, and you and I had this discussion, they're teams that you would probably assume if you didn't know how the regular season went would be the bottom three teams in the West, mm-hmm. uh, like six, seven, eight. Yeah. But Sacramento, I think no, it's a great story, but no one gives them the credit of being a full NBA contender yet to win it all. I think that Memphis, because of John Morant, the loss of Steven um, Adams and of Clark, there's too much to overcome there, both on and off the floor. And now Jaws hurt again. So as the two seed, that means nothing. Denver has the one key that I didn't expect to see, which was I was a massive fan of Jamal Murray till he blew his knee out. He hasn't, it took forever for him to come back. And when he came back, he wasn't close to the Jamal Murray we saw in the bubble when he was averaging 40, 45 points a game and basically saying, no one can stop me. All of a sudden in this series, Jamal Murray is getting a 40 piece and Jamal Murray's playing like Jamal Murray again. Yeah. That's scary because Denver's a good team. Yeah. But I'll stick with what I said, though I think that it there is credence to the fact that as much as teams think they can flip a switch and just turn it on, Phoenix hasn't been able to completely turn it on yet. But I think that playing a team like the Clippers in the first round is getting them ready for the next round. Mm. I think I said all along I think it was going to be Phoenix and Milwaukee in the finals. If it's not Phoenix Milwaukee, I'd say Phoenix Boston. I'd say Phoenix is the favorite by a small margin of veteran, experienced, superstar talent. But don't sleep on the Nuggets. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I had a follow up, but we don't have time, and I, I want to get everybody's We're questions. Talking about, we got all night. Go ahead. I'm watching my <laughs> wife on the news. She won't be home for. A while. I actually have a gig, so I, <laughs> I have to go. Um, oh, who cares? Gig <laughs> <shmig. You know. laughs> All right. Last question is from Stephen the Weather Guy. Hashtag Ask the Hammer. Are the Kings a good blueprint for the Rockets rebuilding? They are. Um, First of all, by the way, and I always actually find extreme joy. I won't even hide it, Barry. I find joy in saying this to Rockets fans. You do know that Monty McNair and all that he's doing with Sacramento, he could be doing for you too if you didn't mm. think too smart, too quick, mm. and hire the former legal counsel instead of hiring Daryl Morey's true right-hand man. Just throwing that out there. Mm. Um, I think the model is Sacramento or Oklahoma City. I think Oklahoma City is more realistic because Oklahoma City – is more on par with what the Rockets had to deal with draft pick wise, unloading superstar wise, trying Sacramento never had the superstars to trade, to get the picks, to do what they've done, but they did draft better than they've ever drafted when they used to make a lot of really bad draft picks, which never helped them. And that's to Monty's credit as well. I think if you look at SAC, you look at OKC, no one expected OKC to be in the playoffs this year. And then to, to make the run that they made, and Chet Holmgren never played a single game for them. That crazy. So you're already getting like the number two pick in the draft without having to do anything in this year's draft where you have three first round picks. I think those are the two blueprints for the Rockets. That's when you start looking at like from a, how do you proceed and take the next steps? OKC should have been on the same level as the Rockets and they already made the playoffs. And now they still have three first round picks. You're thinking about it from a Rockets perspective going, Rafael Stone traded away so many picks and did so many things previously, and Daryl did too, that you only control your pick for this one more year. So you better get it, uh, the draft pick you want and get it right, because after that you better be hoping the Nets suck, because that's yeah. your only hope of getting good picks. So I think SAC and OKC are the blueprint. I think that the Rockets are already significantly behind those two teams, and I think this is the most significant offseason in the history of the Houston Rockets because coach, because free agency, 
because the draft and the fact that you won't have these kind of picks going forward unless you really super suck and they're protected for like the top three picks. But you don't want being the worst team in the league every single year to save your bacon. All right. Uh, last question. One word answer. Um, and it's a Houston sports question. Who will be the first GM gone? Nick Casario or Rafael Stone? Stone. Stone. Uh, yeah. Um, mm. So the Kelly Eco article backing up what I said on your show, what I said on our show, what I've said for two years, and the fact that I just told you this is the most significant offseason maybe mm. in the history of the franchise because of what has to happen and who has to do it. Nick Casario's got a six-year deal. It's 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 imperative that you get the picks right, but it also isn't expected that you already have enough on your roster that you're ready to take the next step yet. So he's on his seat's getting warmer, but he's got enough to work with, and he he already has been sold a bad bill of goods taken over for Bill O'Brien and what he had to dig out of. That I think he's fine. I think from a Stone perspective, the stories didn't help. The validity of backing up what John Wall said with what Kelly Eco and Shams and The Athletic wrote, after all that I've been trying to tell people when I was just the scorn, bitter ex-Rockets employee <laughs> instead of the guy that told you the exact truth two years before you actually believed it, is enough to say that if Stone, and again, Barry, remember this, he didn't make those last two picks in the first round, the two top picks. They fell into his lap as the leftovers from what other teams did. He wanted Cade Cunningham and didn't get him, so he took Jalen Green. He thought he was getting Paolo Bancaro the entire offseason leading into the draft until the draft night when he didn't. And he's lucky OKC took Chet. But what he had left was of the three prohibitive top three picks in the draft, the only one left was the only one he had left to take. So he hasn't really done a lot. He traded for Shangun. That's a thumbs up. He drafted Garuba and Christopher. Those are thumbs down. So when you look at that and then say he's Nick Casario before Lovey Smith came in, he's the guy that wants to be on the headsets talking during games and on practices telling players what to do and, and telling coaches how they should coach and, and interrupting practices to tell coaches what they should really be teaching. The only thing that can save him is a coach that brings in a resume that, that says, we ain't doing it your way anymore. You're hiring me to do and the key, Barry, is if the national writers are right, and it goes with what I've said on your show before, that I've tried to tell people, the culture right now is at the absolute rock bottom worst it's ever been for the Rockets. The reputation is this is a bleep show that no one wants to be a part of. They might know that Udoka's their guy or whoever. Take whoever of those four guys. They might know that's the guy we want. They got to want you too. This is a marriage. And if they're scared of an overmeddling general manager – and a bleep show from ownership down, and they know they're going to get other offers from other teams, they got to pick you too. Free mm -hmm. agents, you, well, you're going to have money from John Wall. But free agents, as much as you want them and you may throw extra money at them, they got to want you too. If they know they're walking into romper room and, and they got kids running amok and they don't have enough diapers and rattles to settle it all down, well, why am I doing that when I can take a little less but I can get a whole lot more sanity somewhere else? So yeah. this offseason, in a nutshell, will decide Rafael Stone's fate, where I don't think the same could be said as cut and dried for Nick Casario. That's why I say Stone it will be gone before Nick. There you go.
That's the man right there. When it comes to NBA talk, you get none better than Joel Blank. Uh, you can listen to Joel and Jeremy Branham on the Killer Bees. I, earlier, I called you guys the, uh, what I call you? Um, Twitchers happy, call us a lot worse. The Happy Honey Bees or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, let, the, the Killer thing. Bees. Huh? The big sting, the buzz the big kill. Sting. Oh, nice. Uh, 12 you. to 3, ESPN 97.5 here in Houston. If you Ooh, don't your live favorite in Houston. murder hornets. Murder, murder hornets. There you go. You uh, listen on the app. And uh, yeah, if you want the best basketball talk, you can listen to their show. Or you can come in here every Thursday at 4.15 and get it here. Buddy, I appreciate you as always. Uh, enjoy the basketball this weekend. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Anytime, buddy. Awesome. That's Joe Blake, everybody. Thank you so much, Joe. Uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, and, dude, what I love about it is he knows the shit, but he answers your questions. And you get great insight, great info. And more often than not, the dude is right. And that's proven to be the case. So my appreciation to Joel, as always, uh, for doing the show. Uh, good times. Oh, I got to take the ass camera down. All right. Next week will be better. This was a pretty shitty week for me. Uh, that was a great way to end it. But uh, I'm glad this week is over. I'm not going to lie. I'm super glad this week is over. Uh, Joe, ready for more questions? You heard and you can go all night. No. I got to get to this damn show. Hey, thank you, Ruin. Uh, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Sorry we missed Monday and Tuesday. Jim, thank you for the season now, buddies. Uh, yeah, sorry I missed Monday and Tuesday. Back at it, regular schedule next week, barring any bullshit. Uh, Garcia versus Tank Davis, who you got? Uh, Garcia. Alex said I got docked half week pay. I didn't even thank everybody for the thankful Thursdays. Totally missed that shit. Hold on a goddamn minute. No, I refuse. I have to say thank you to Jeff Bell on Tuesday. Jeff Bell sent in a $10 tax Tuesday is what he called it. It's hilarious. My sweet, sweet Donna sent in a $10 thankful Thursday this morning. So did Sylvia. She sent in a $5 thankful Thursday. PB Dub sent in a $6 Thursday. Alex Villanueva sent in a $10 thankful Thursday. And on Monday, Shelby, who we haven't seen in forever, she was like, oh, you like 10 $5 Fridays. So here's 50 bucks. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Unnecessary. Super appreciated. Uh, thank you so much. All right. Now, we're raiding somebody. Um, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Matthew. Matthew, LOL, used his raid points earlier. So, remember, this is what it said. Barry, I know this is early in the show. This is three hours ago. Uh, but if you could raid Shay all day at the end of the stream, that'd be great. His grandma just passed away, and he needs support right now. And it would be wonderful if you could do that. Thanks. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to raid Shay all day. Uh, so go say hi. All right, here we go. And grab the name. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see y'all next week. I love you. I appreciate you. What the fuck? No, Shay. Shay's not showing up. Where's Shay all day? Is that not? Are they not on now? Did I? Are they off air? Maybe they're not on anymore. I don't know. Shay all day is not on. Okay. Uh, Jim, are you on? Raid Jim on sports. Let's see if he's there. We go. Jim on sports is not on. 
Nope, nope, it says live. All right, we will raid Jim then. So uh, let's do that. His show is starting. This one is ending. I'll see you guys. I love you. Uh, have a great week. Do me three favors until I see you on Monday. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly, most importantly, love each other. I'll see you on Monday. Bye, guys. All right, here we go with the raid. And it started. You have a great weekend. Bye, guys. Five seconds left. Hey, later, Bronco67. Peace. Daddy's making a YouTube video.